This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. To quote Nipsey on like, uh, on top 10, is yeah. that what that shit called? Um, DJ Mustard shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to give the impression nigga. that I got this this giant set of poise and like, nigga, I don't remember what the fuck I be saying. Episode twenty three, Creed. Two. Oh man, we a hundred. We, we are wild <laughs> set of boys, nigga. <laughs> like, yo, hold up, let me hold up, cause ain't no fucking way, nigga. I don't remember having stuff we be talking about, dog. An hour forty eight minutes on Creed two. Oh, that was way. That was before the two hour. The two. But the fact that we got an hour forty eight out that I mean, predictable ass. I'm pretty sure I said I enjoyed the movie, right? I it was to. entertaining, nigga. But y'all know my Michael B. Jordan. Th- I'll whoop that boy head right now, nigga. I, I figured you had some Michael B. Jordan hate. You, hey man, if he ain't Wallace, he ain't alive, nigga. I don't care. Where's the boy string? But uh, that's funny. And salute to Michael B. Jordan. Nigga. <laughs> I don't. I just. I still haven't watched. That, other than uh, that, in Fruitvale Station, I just I still can't watch the uh, the him and Jamie Fox flick. I just can't yo, watch. I, it. Hey, can we talk about it for a minute? Can we talk about something? Yeah. So not that I can't <laughs> watch it because I don't like. Every time it's on, like Apple TV, Man, all the free. It's been stuff, free since March. So I just can't watch it. Guess what? It was in the theater before March. That shit been at the theater. What about this movie? I think it's the suit he had on in the break. <laughs> I'm fairly sure it was the suit, dog. And I was like, yo. Hey, man, people been hitting me saying we haters. So I was. Really? Yeah. I've been getting a lot of y'all niggas is oh, haters Michael type commentary. Or, or no, just in theory. Because um, uh, apparently niggas just started listening to The Shy. Uh, but The Shy season three, because they apparently never heard how much we like big this shit up. Gotcha. Season two, they definitely ain't listening to none of the Snowfall reviews because we yeah. ain't had a bit of hate on Snowfall. Yeah, it is what it is. Hey, man. <laughs> but you know what, though? This a- this how we keep it, man. This song is actually appropriate now, bro. Oh, that is not the right song. All right, y'all going to get two more seconds of this uh, banter. But anyway, fuck Creed 2, nigga, <laughs> while we on that. Let me just put that out there one more time. Uh, Creed 2 was, cool, was actually, though. no, it was a good I move. Was Creed good. 1 was better. And I'm I'm throwing that out there. I thought Creed One was just a significantly better film. Semantics. I mean, with them films, they not like. Yeah, you never gonna get fucking uh, yo world's a, greatest film. It's a Rocky film, so you know what's gonna happen. I knew it, it just Rocky One was better, nigga. But sometimes the nigga lose, and like you don't never know which Here's one is it thing. gonna be. Creed was never beaten. Fucking Ivan Drago's son. That was my whole issue with the movie, dog. Like it wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening, dog. Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. Facts, but Creed wasn't beating Ivan Drago's son, nigga. It could happen, though. He already lost to the nigga. It was only a DQ that kept the nigga belt, man. Whatever, dog. We on here. All right. She was in the mood for something real, 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 real. Something that can make a move, something 
Food and Liquor was a classic, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Um, salute to Lupe. And shout out to everybody listening, man. Welcome back. Another week. This Week in Culture, episode 112. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. the comment curator and one half of the culture. I got my dog with me. Jay, what up? What up, though? Uh, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. It's facts. <laughs> and uh, this week, we review episode eight of Showtime's The Shy. Uh, before we get into that, we want to say thank you to all the listeners, all the fans, all the supporters, all the new members of the Facebook and Instagram pages. Welcome. We hope you all stick around. Spread the word. Tell your friends, friends. Let them know that we're unbiased up here. So we might review a show that you love and we might hate. And if that's the facts, that's the facts. This week's episode of The Shy, I didn't hate. So it ain't going to be a ton of hate coming from me on this episode. Um, I got some hate for the season. Oh, but this, this episode was straight. I don't, got, this, I don't got no problems with this episode. I don't have a, a single like big issue with this episode. Like what I'm talking about will be more semantics continuity type shit. Um, but no, this episode was good, man. So y'all can quit hitting me up saying that me and JB sound like haters. Uh, I didn't got a few of them texts. You can't make me like this shit though, <laughs> fam. And you can't, yo. How about you make Lena go rewrite this shit and do this like she did season one and two? Then we wouldn't hate on it. But uh, it ain't hate. It's my opinion, man. That's what we do. You gonna get these fucking jokes? You're definitely gonna get the jokes, man. Um, oh, dog. Speaking of uh, feedback that I get, um, I get a lot of. So I've gotten recently like y'all be sounding like haters. Y'all be killing the shot. This shit ain't that bad cool whatever feel how you feel if you yeah. love it love hey we keep watching so long as we reviewing nigga clearly it ain't the worst show ever um i've gotten uh y'all be teetering the line on the on the lgbt I, here's I my here, here's my thing on that man and i ain't gonna speak too long on it um we didn't introduce these themes to this show yeah that's not what this show was originally about if it were there were several things that might not have felt as out of place as they did this season coming into a show that had already been established that this wasn't about because Lena kind of dropped some of these themes and said herself out her mouth as I quoted on that episode of the pod this will be the gayest season ever <laughs> that's her quote nigga that's quote in quote. quote she said that before the season started because of that she introduced a lot to this story that wasn't already a part of this story and I feel like she did it to the detriment of the story she had been telling. I mean, if we being honest, because it's, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, facts. It's, it's facts. Not, it's me. And I'm really just be gassing because I think that shit funny. No, no, no. Not, um, well, we're, and, and here's the not thing. that shit as in Yeah, like, yeah. No, being gay ain't funny. Yeah. That ain't what Jay's saying. I'd be <laughs> like, pre I know it's <laughs> Notice like, how I threw your name on that. <laughs> just to make sure they knew that wasn't me. i just be pressing a line because yeah. it's funny. Because it makes people uncomfortable and it just it'd be funny. Also, sometimes. you know what? A lot of times niggas get these jokes because you ain't give us the content we need to actually have the healthy discussion <laughs> that we want to have. Like when you kind of give us something light, if you give us some mid trying to make a giant point, but it was like a real like sort of midway going about it. I'm going to probably have to joke about it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I joke at funerals. My nigga, like, I, it ain't it ain't that we're uh, intentionally being insensitive, I'm an equal dog. opportunity roaster, though. Facts. This ain't. You should see how I do my friends. Man, <laughs> man. If you, Oh, my God. If y'all was crew, if you could see some of these group chats. This nigga yeah. Weezy's probably tired of us mentioning his name on this pod. Nigga, oh, Weezy, man. what up, man? But all that to say, yo, we are all inclusive up here, man. Don't, don't ever think that we are... Um, 
the homophobic podcast. This is not because no, because in real life I don't really care. No, I'm not. I'm not bothered at all. But not unfortunately, about, not that I don't care about your being. Like I don't care about what other nigga do with his own at all. Like I don't care about what other women do. Like none of that. None of that is is a thing, man. So if we've ever offended you. That wasn't intentional. Our bad. Um, but the jokes is gonna fly for whatever we're discussing. Like, and this don't have nothing to do with nothing. But somebody sent me this, and I can't stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga said my sister started eighth grade, and it's all on Zoom. And today she got in trouble because she got up to get a water during class, and she's getting yelled at. And she looks at me, and say, "How this bitch gonna tell me I can't get a water in my old house?" <laughs> <laughs> Like how the fuck can you? Oh get tr- shit! How can you get in trouble for getting water? That's like, where we starting off, bro. Like, I'm in the living room. Like, like I can get water. Dog, that's funny. How you feel about this return to school for students? We don't have kids. You want but- the real answer, or you want my? I'm gonna get the joke answer first. No, nah, let's get the jokes off. If I gotta go to work, them niggas gotta go to school. <laughs> Ain't, ain't Kroger packed Facts. with people? Facts. Like y'all motherfuckers go get food. Y'all go to get y'all go everywhere, right? It's children though. No. Lot of them. They was dirtier than us before COVID. I mean, the streets is packed. The Facts. clubs is packed. Facts. The restaurants. Nigga, the is, river walk is packed. I was rest, out there. The restaurants is packed, and then y'all all go home to y'all kids. Yeah. You not worried. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't no, say no, no. you not worried. No, they not worried. They can't be. The way niggas is in these streets, <laughs> they're not worried about their kids or their mamas or their aunts or their uncles, bro. It just looked different. But, I ain't say they daddies because they daddies praying. But granted, the person who's worried about their children going to school is likely yeah. not the person who's at. Who's in uh, Tulum right now. <laughs> yeah. Balling. Um. I think my joke responds to these kids going to school. This is how we get COVID to everybody else, nigga. All you niggas who didn't get it during uh, round one, let's give it to your kids and spread this shit far, bro. This is about to be the nastiest school semester ever. I think school will be like uh, this upcoming football season. It won't finish this year. I don't think they're going to finish, dog. Don't you know how they be like kids carry germs all the time? Yes. Nigga, school should never be because kids, kids is nasty as fuck. Fam, it's a walking plague, nigga. Like, walking into a school is the dirtiest shit you can do. I'm on the board of my elementary school that I went to. Like, every time I go up, I leave and be sticky as fuck. I'll be like, I ain't even touch shit, bro. They just nasty. But, like, oh, no, I don't want to go there. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, Stay online and shit. I don't know. Hey man, if you had an option to do online and you could work, because I get it, a lot of parents is like, "Yo, I gotta, I can't find like proper childcare." Yeah, like y'all, like what do you do? Now, not to put your parents out there, but I'm for sure finna put mine out there. I come from the nigga. All right, you just at home. You just at home by yourself, nigga. Like if somebody was available, a older person, cousin, sister, anybody, they came by. I was home alone a lot. I was not that kid that just, you know, I, I didn't go to daycare that often. And bro. we walked to school. Hey, funny story about my daycare. Um, So the only time I ever went to daycare, <laughs> literally in my life, she got shut down like a month later for selling, selling stolen furs out the back. She was like in on some like wild drug shit. Deep yeah. So she was in on some drug shit. They was actually shipping the drugs with the furs. 
and they came to collect it. She had like $600,000 worth of fur coats in her shit or something. It was wild, dog. But anyway, that's the only time I ever went to daycare. Other than that, I was home by myself or with a cousin. I mean, we were, I mean, back when schools were in the neighborhood, like mama didn't, mama could go to work on time and we would just leave out the house and walk to work, walk to school. Yeah, facts. And, and walk, after school got out at 3.15, we would just walk home and go in the house. So they didn't have to like get off work early and no shit like that. What do parents do like during the summer, like normal summers when you have to go to work and your kids ain't in school? Like they send them to camp. Is camp a thing? I um I don't for. I never really went to like like them type of camps. Nigga, I went to. I went to vacation patrol. Bible school. <laughs> is, 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 nigga, <laughs> is that is that a camp? <laughs> All week and got the sour patches for uh, knowing my Old Testament. Like. Uh, I don't know, man, but hey, everybody with kids, be be safe, be smart, be, I don't know. Just keep your dirty ass kids away from me, dog. Hey, if you dating a woman with kids right now, like, and they kids go back to school, you still gonna fuck with her? I mean, them little niggas, uh, immune system good as fuck. She probably gonna go get it. I know, and then she <laughs> fuck up your uh, shit. That's what I'm saying. You gotta dump her now. Man, I kind of think everybody was gonna get it and got that shit already, dog. <laughs> like... It's been like niggas been playing the odds a long time. Damn. Like I ain't this lucky. <laughs> this shit is Russian roulette right now. Ooh, Would you ever do the uh, the antibodies test to see if you've had it? Uh, they just take some blood. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're not like sticking no shit in my fucking nose. I'm yeah, sorry. they um, that shit's really uncomfortable. I'm I'm just throwing that out there. Like it. I want to do it again, but I it gave me a headache. Um, like. I remember before this shit kicked off, like I was watching a bunch of different tests they have and like yeah. it's other ways that you can do that shit and get the information back quicker. Yeah. Like without like family, you don't gotta stick that shit all the way in my fucking nose. Yeah. They said the uh return on COVID test in New York now is ten to fifteen days. Nigga. It started out as a three day thing. Now nigga. you gotta wait two weeks. Nigga, nigga. I was I was clear when I tested, <laughs> but now I got it. And now I think I'm good. Yeah. That's what uh that's what Keisha Lance Bottoms down in Atlanta. That's what she said. Like, yo, by the time I got my results, I'm pretty sure I gave it to my husband and my children because it took so long. I think she said it took her like eleven days or some shit. And she was like, fam, I you wanted me to quarantine with no results and I didn't know if I had it or not. Like, that ain't probable, dog. And then I probably gave it to my family. And now we was all sick and stuck in the house for two weeks. So I don't know, man. Blessings to uh, everybody who going to school. That is not my ministry. Well, Blessings my cousins, to the teacher, dog. Two of my cousins actually did get it this week. Damn, last week. how they doing? Um, one of my cousins, her her husband got it, right? Yeah. And then so she went and got tested and his son got tested. She was negative, but they both was positive. So they dealt with that for like a week. They got retested. Um, this week and not everybody is negative, whatever. Yeah. So they made it through. My other cousin, um, our child's father, uh, ended up he has it. You know, uh, that one little that's a that one is a little bit more tricky. He got some other health things that's going on. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's that's really been the biggest issue, man. He, People he, who he, had he those pre-existing conditions in in the hospital is where he got it. You know what? Wow, That's been the reason that I've been scared to bust most of my mood. Like when my you nigga, we recorded when I first broke my hand 
and I hadn't gone to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put some ice on it, nigga. I ain't want to go nowhere, dog. I'm scared of the hospitals right now. Uh, speaking of hospitals, man, shouts out to my to my brother Dame going wild. Prayers, Dame, what's good, baby? Prayers to him. You know, uh, he I chilling just, for a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. moments. He'll be home soon. Hey, man, Dame. I already told you, dog. Forty on deck. He already know, nigga. When he when he it's good, probably not, probably not a good idea. No, no, no. When he good, <laughs> he, when he good, he still don't need it. Once yeah, no, no, no. Probably not. But fuck that, nigga. I'm a drink. Either way, man. Shout to Dame, man. Yeah. Get some rest, my boy. We'll see you back in a minute. What's, um, what side will still be safe? Facts, facts. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Megan and Cardi. But here's what I want to talk about. Uh, let me ask you a question, Jay. Yo. So people been outraged about the outrage, right? I've been seeing a lot of like, oh, I can't believe y'all are acting. Men are acting like they didn't used to look at, listen to Uncle Luke. And people are acting like we didn't used to listen to this and that and that. And that. Have you seen anybody actually saying negative shit about this song and video? Or have you seen people saying negative stuff about the people allegedly saying shit about the video? Uh, more of that. Yeah. Um, I did see a couple folks trickle. Like, you gonna get uh, a couple. Like it's a weird bag. Yeah. And not weird for. for it's interesting, right? Yeah. Because I have been seeing people like, yo, like the song is really explicit. Extremely. Right. Extremely. And you listen to it differently as an adult. Yeah. Than, than you, you did, did as an adolescent. When you was Lil Kim, Foxy Brown yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. So I see a lot of people saying, man, y'all hypocrites because y'all listen to Uncle Luke. Y'all yeah. listen to Tip Drill the whole yeah. nine yards. Well, Tip Drill came out in 2003. Facts. I was 21 years old in 2003. Facts. I'm 38 years old. Yeah. Like, you're not a hypocrite if you change your mind from when you was an adolescent. You're not a hypocrite if man. you grow up. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it is a it's a weird kind of thing because it's yeah. like, yo, this shit is just entertainment, the whole nine yards. Yeah. But then it's like some of the people who are championing a song because it's you know it's music. It's like sometimes like fam, it's not that serious. But then other times I be like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like yo, y'all used to make think pieces about men saying this about women, yeah. but now that you're saying it about yourself, if I say something, it's like yo, I'm a feminist, I'm a woman, I am woman, like yeah. yeah. So weird, I, like, and I, I get all those I arguments. My issue is I haven't seen the level of outrage about the content of the video and the song that I've seen the people outraged about that shit. I'm like, mm -hmm. fam, I'm seeing more of you niggas tell us we're hypocrites and we're this than I'm actually seeing the niggas make them hypocritical, quote, hypocritical statements, dog. Like, have I seen some? Sure. I've seen a couple. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Yeah. It's like I seen it getting dragged on Twitter because he was like, um, like they should respect themselves more or something yeah. like that. They was like, "How fucking dare you?" I'm no, like, like, I mean, like, is he taking like he getting dragged? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like, sad. and it, you know what though? <laughs> I get it. All the shit because I get everything, right? <laughs> All this shit, yo, put on some clothes is akin to hey, men, pull your pants up. It's the same shit where it's like, yeah, nigga, should I be able to sag if I feel like sagging? Sure, in a perfect world, yeah, that's not an issue, but. Could somebody tell me that looks sloppy and I look a mess? Sure, and they could feel that way. <laughs> but well, if I'm sagging, I'm sagging. I'm about to start sagging, and soon somebody be like, uh, "You're a woman. <laughs> Stop <laughs> telling men what to do." <laughs> Yo, I tried to pull that card before and got like cleaned up by like eleven additional women. Like she went and started tagging other women in this, and I was like, "Hey, Yo. come look at this nigga." <laughs> but dog, it really was like that. And all I was, I don't even remember like whatever the topic was, but I was just telling her like, "Yo." As a man, you can't start your sentence with as a man. 
Like, I'm telling you as a man, you can't start a sentence talking to me with, as a man, you should. Because you're not a man. You don't get nothing that I'm trying to say right now. So don't tell me as a man the same way I wouldn't tell you as a woman you should. All I'm saying bing, is bing, bow. Yeah. as a woman, you yeah. shouldn't be worried about the hey, cause whop. What you should be worried about is the one fish, two fish, <laughs> red fish, fish, blue fish, knickknack. Nigga, anyway, I got into a get debate. Them about, uh, I got into a debate Friday on the on the uh, Facebook. I think yeah, it was Facebook, and I literally bowed out when she used these three words in the fucking debate about the WAP song and video. She used patriarchal okay she used all right <laughs> she used all right <laughs> diaspora oh this is my fuck <laughs> oh, and hold up i forgot i made it the, if you follow me on facebook you've seen the status uh i can't remember the third word right now but once she started getting in that bag i said are we still talking about wop nigga so was she for <laughs> or against the song no she's for uh black women's sexual liberation and a whole bunch of other shit she started getting into okay. and i was like Fam, my whole point in arguing with her was I was never against the song or video. Like, I think she just saw me, a dude, say, so my comment was, all I see is people outraged about the outrage, and I have yet to see the outrage. And she jumped on my neck, and I think it was, she told me as a guy, I shouldn't even have a place to speak on women's music. I said, what? Nigga. And then from there, it just went downhill, dog. And I was like, the whole time, I never even st- said what side I was on, my nigga. You like, know what? I, I thought the song been, was cool. Um, so you know how this divide is like when women speak and they were like, yo, black people, I mean, men, you can't say nothing. Or men be like, yo, you can't say that. I wonder, this This how white folks be looking at us when we be yeah. trying to talk. Like, they just yeah. don't. It, we be talking about black shit. White folks be looking at us like, yo, uh That ain't what I was even And we I legit was lost, but once she threw patriarchal out there about WAP, I was like, I gotta go, nigga. I'm I'm a head out. I'm a head out. I can't argue with you about WAP. So let's okay, let's go. Let's, and I used to use the word WAP, W O P when I was talking about head. Like when I was referring to head, I'd say, like, oh a chick gave you the WAP, nigga. Like, so now I can't even really listen to the song anyway. It don't Register the same. She can still give you the wop to the wop. She can give you the wop to wop. She can give you the wop to wop. But so, so how do you? So how do you? How do you walk this line with the 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 sex the women's sexual liberation and stuff like that, and with how creepy and dangerous people in general are? Mm, now like you're how bringing do you, up a subject? And like it's fam, not like because it, yo, I want fam. I have a girl. I want my girl to feel as sexually liberated within our relationship as possible. Because I want to be as sexually liberated within our relationship as possible. But if I had, I don't even want to go to if I had a daughter. Like, because it's. Is it a, like, so, like, for an example, right? Yeah. Uh, I used to like rock a lot of jewelry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like gold. I like jewels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I used to rock work gold, hard for rock my shit. I got robbed at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then. It like, changes the way you think, right? Man got shot. You know what I'm saying? Like. Salute to my dog. This is like a thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, yo, I should definitely have the right. If I want to rock my yays and my gold chain and my watch and yeah. ring and all this shit, if I want to rock that shit, I should have the opportunity to rock whatever the fuck I want to. Yep. However, standing outside, this not this doesn't happen like this, but yeah. standing outside of the club after the let out when this nigga's out there snatching chains and Man. I know snake, like, how do you, how do you. Would you hit your, your favorite Coney? No, Put your yeah, and just jewels no. On. I'm not going to the like nigga got killed last night. Unfortunately, at the Detroit One Coney right down the street from um, Little hey. Caesars Arena, niggas had a shootout and a woman and just killed the girl. 
she was with the two niggas who came into Coney starting shit. Like, or arguing with the nigga. Yo, and fellas, real quick, on that note, because I'm actually glad you brought that up. If you know you going to do dirt, if you know you got, you know where a nigga is who you got an issue with and y'all finna go in here on some shit, don't bring your girl. Don't bring your girl to that. Y'all handle that. If you go in there and get hurt, that's like, on you. I thought like a 60-year-old woman got shot. No, no, no. It was the 23-year-old woman girlfriend of one of the two niggas who went in there and started shit with the third shooter. She got killed? That was she got one? killed. Damn. 23 years old. Walked in there and got fucking killed for nothing because her nigga's an idiot, bro. So the the question, because I'm not making a statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. The question is, like, how do you juggle um, what a person should be able to do and what we should be able to do in the ideal world versus what we actually have in, in, in reality. Yeah. Um, um, I don't have an answer to this question, but like no. in, in general, like as a black person, I should be able to drive through a um, Livonia and not get flicked because driving while black. You know what Fair. I'm saying? Like I should be able to, if I want to have my music up loud, yeah. I should be able to have my music up loud. With However, no issue. Like that's not, so how do, how do we like, how do we walk that line of what we should be able to do and what we Fam, are, can't, what we can't if, do? If your music wasn't supposed to be up that loud, they shouldn't make cards that go to that volume. If your if your jewelry wasn't supposed to be attracting people or attractive to people, they shouldn't make jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Like these, what what we perceive as with jewels and cards and and cars and shit as status symbols. What women perceive is, yo, this is just my favorite fucking dress that I like how it. Yeah. I work out a lot or I have a nice body. I got a nice set of tits and ass. I want to wear this dress that flatters me. Nigga, you should be able to wear 100%. that without somebody thinking that that gives them the right to fondle you, to touch you, to get your number, approach you, talk to you. But in the real world, that ain't the case. There will always be these creepy niggas, just like there will always be these creepy. grimy, savage-ass niggas who want to snatch your jewelry or rob you at gunpoint. What we're supposed to do, I don't know. My thing is do whatever you're comfortable with, yeah. but just know you may need to keep an eye on your surroundings. And that's really all I got for you. And sometimes it's it's tough, right? When yeah. like I'm a, any decision that a, a person wants to make, male, female, or otherwise, uh, or what they want to do, I mean, you'll support their decision. But it's like, yo, you. It feels like sometimes you can't even like give advice or give a warning because now it seemed like you okaying the negative thing that you're trying to make them avoid you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. like yo you probably shouldn't be out at four o'clock in the morning yeah at, at coney because oh uh, why you bringing that negative energy or why you yeah like, and it's like sometimes i really do want to look out for you yeah. um because of the shit i've been through nigga we come as as wild as the city is today we come from the era where this shit was nightly and not that it ain't nightly no more, but it was like, damn near like per engagement. Nigga, you didn't go to any party back in the day and somebody A's ain't get snatched. It's like when the ladies be like, yo, call me when you get home. Text me when you get home. Have yeah. you made it in yet? That shit be irritating sometimes to niggas, right? Yeah. But like when they look out on their TV screen or look yeah. on Crime in the D and they see X person shot at Coney, this yeah. part, they, they be worried. You know what's funny about, uh, to your point about like going somewhere at four in the morning, you shouldn't be out. So somebody wrote, this uh, I don't even remember. That's sad. I don't remember which Coney murder this was. Yeah. But somebody, or it wasn't a murder. It was a robbery. Somebody had got robbed at the. Do y'all uh, know a Coney? I know y'all Detroit. Like it's yeah. a restaurant. Oh yeah, Coney Island. Pardon us for the non-Detroit listeners if you're not familiar with Coney. It's basically your all-stop shop restaurant. It's a Twenty-four nigga. hour. I mean, for lack of a better term, twenty-four hour diner. diner. Yeah. But it got everything you want. Everybody from Detroit has a favorite Coney that they prefer. Um, but. Because they 24-hour spots, a lot of them do turn into hot spots for crime. 
Like after that's just the, the club, fact. After, after yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because now the people who are in there, some because I work yeah. midnight, yeah. and I would be out, and getting, that's what my, getting food, yep. going to lunch at three yep. o'clock in the morning. And at one point, I was going to the Coney right here on Eight Mile Evergreen. Yeah, and I got halfway there, I was like, TJ's. No, that's uh, my favorite. Or uh, what's that? Nikki's. Yeah, up street. Yeah, I was like, man, let me take my ass to fuck home. Yeah, because well, go back to work rather. It's like. So, fucked up some shit happened it's gonna be like why the nigga was off four o'clock in the yeah. morning man cause I worked the midnight shift fam so that was literally the point I was about to bring up somebody a few months back got robbed at a county off six and Myers um, right over by where I used to live and somebody in the comments who I know was like damn that's fucked up I was just over there probably a couple minutes before that happened picking up food and somebody responded to him nigga why you was out at five in the morning and that nigga was like Bro, I just got off work. <laughs> like I worked that shift, nigga. I'm hungry. Like when do when you when do you want me to get my breakfast meal? It's 24 hours a day, and I've been at work since fucking 8 p.m. Nigga, it's 5 a.m. I'm hungry, dog. Like I just almost worked a 12 hour shit. Let me get breakfast. The bro. vending machine ain't ain't popping. Like <laughs> I don't want that tuna sandwich today. It's warm. It's warm and it's nasty. All that to say, rest in peace to old girl that got killed up at Detroit One Coney. Um, and and again, fellas, if you out and you know you on the prowl looking for some action, dog. Leave your lady out of that, man. She don't need to be around you, dog. That lady was a bystander in a shootout. She ain't had shit to do with more than likely. So, uh, and as far as Cardi and Meg, nigga, back to that, they could do what they want to, man. The song was cool. The video, it was Anaconda video all over again, but with two of them yeah. instead of Nikki. It'll it, be gone next week. And, what, and that's the thing. y'all. That's why I be mad at all the think pieces and all that shit. Because a week from now, y'all won't give a fuck and y'all won't be listening to this song. That's just the era we live in now. This shit is here today, gone tomorrow. So one of my uh, old bosses, or my old directors, she said um, she allowed her kids, her and her husband, allowed yeah. them to listen to whatever they want to in the house. Yeah. No matter what the music says. However, in order for them to listen to it in the house, they have to print off all the lyrics and read them aloud to her. So if they're comfortable enough reading the lyrics out loud, yeah. then they can listen to it. I'm mm. like, like, I like that. You know, so I if like you want to be like, uh, I got this wet ass. Like, if you yeah. your, if your 13 year old is cool, <laughs> is comfortable with a piece of paper in front of their mom yeah. and daddy, and, and want to say wet ass pussy yeah. and this little thing in the back of my, you know what I'm saying? If you comfortable yeah. with that, yes, you can say. She it. said, I want you to hit the little dangly thing in the back of my throat. She wrote this herself. I said, <laughs> Cardi, you didn't. <laughs> she definitely wrote this shit herself. But what rhyme with tonsil? <laughs> she couldn't get that bar off, niggas. So. Oh man, um, but salute and again, I'm never here to police what women do sexually or what y'all be wearing. We that ain't our business. So should women uh police how many when a man sleeps with a bunch of women? Should that should 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 they tell stop telling a man what to do with his body? If he want to have sex with as many people as he want to, is that wrong? No, no, they, unless he, uh, consensual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Everything we talking about right now is consensual, nigga. Uh, Gemma voice. You have my consent. <laughs> that was. Just... You ever got consent? <laughs> <laughs> but hold on, I can't even say no. Though. Legally, I can't say no. <laughs> yes, I have gotten consent. I've never been told verbally, word for word, you have my consent. If a girl was getting naked and said, "You have my consent," as she was taking her shit off and just told you. Take your shirt off. 
Like, would you bust out laughing? Because I will, nigga. Like, that's funny to me. 2020, man. Shit got changed. Nigga. But what's funny, though, even with them saying you have my consent, now I'm worried you set me up, nigga. Because <laughs> now the fact you said that out loud Can't like that, write it down. <laughs> write it and sign it and date oh, it. Man. Oh, man. Um, man all right. We talked Meg, Cardi. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Imagine your daughter sitting down reading them lyrics to ask you if the song was cool. I punch her in her chest. Like I, I would not, but I'm just oh saying. shit, figuratively. Yo, dog, I be thinking about like when it's topics like this, like it it doesn't necessarily become more difficult to podcast, but I think more because it's like you know you trying not to offend. When I was riding in the car with my my niece, yeah, and my nephews. It was a uh, what's the Rihanna joint. Rihanna was it was a song Sex with me? Yeah, I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I had I to see turn that. it. I was I like, see whoa, yeah. no. Because no, that's too much. No, no, no. My nigga, we were in uh Myrtle Beach. We did like a little family vacation or whatever. And one of my cousins from Texas at the time was 14, 15, maybe? No, it was that um dun 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 A rule boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nah. So sorry. Uh, my my cousin anybody beat nothing up around here. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> we were doing a uh, family karaoke, right? So yeah. everybody just picked a song. We got a karaoke machine. We put any song in there. And my little 14, 15 year old cousin gets up there and can sing her ass off, by the way, but just starts belting scissor the weekend. And my mom and aunts and uncles was like, wait a minute, what'd she say? Like, you wait. What on the weekend is cool, and it was just like, fam, this is weird, dog. All right, man, do I want to be this person? It might as well, shit. All right, so listen, <clears throat> I'm telling niggas now this because of the style of this episode of the shy that will eat up very little of our time today. <laughs> Nigga, so, we kick so me. so listen, man. Growing up, I was listening to a lot of fucking music I was not supposed to be listening to. Facts. Um, quote at 11 years old, at 10 years old, seeming. When I met you last night, baby, before you opened up your gap. Yeah. And all that shit. All that shit was vile. Nah, my parents didn't know I was listening to that shit. Yeah. Um, we got the tapes around there. Yeah. And they were, they were re- re- referred to like um, rap music being yeah. bad, everything. We just listened like, man, what the fuck? Y'all know what y'all yeah. talking about. Because we weren't conscious. Like, we got didn't it. understand what we was doing, right? So when you look at, we listened to Bone Thugs and Harmony growing up. Facts. Like, as children. Like, we are literally singing satanic chants, mm-hmm. asking, Ouija, are you with me? Mo, murder, mo, murder, mo, murder me now. I'm here. Nigga. I'm he- like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when would a, like. A, and a, wouldn't touch a Ouija board, by the way. You know what I'm saying? But, like, we literally singing <laughs> yeah. satanic chants. So, like, how to get a, 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 a quote unquote Christian child. To, to invite yeah. different things into their lives. You know what I'm saying? You know the backstory about why Bone was doing that? Because he's evil. Easy was like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, a lot of niggas don't realize that. And he even, like, his audio him out there re- reciting a, the, the Lord's Prayer in reverse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so, like. <laughs> it was a lot to that. And right. we was just mindlessly and singing you know, along. And we don't, sometimes, we don't realize what the the spirits and the energy that we bring on yeah. children yeah. and the, the energy of that music, right? So as an adult, when you hear the WAP song, not to mm-hmm. be this nigga, yeah. but like when you hear the WAP song and you know that hip-hop music is from like, I don't know, from 13 to, to 35, whatever, the 18 yeah. to 35 or even even younger, like, well, damn, yeah. 
this shit is going to be on, because I've heard it on the radio. Facts. They say wet and gushy. Yeah. Well, what's wet and gushy? And that's the video version, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yo, it is like, see, Dolores Tucker was right. This rap music <laughs> shit is fucked up. <laughs> like, they really had niggas out here robbing and killing niggas. Yeah, right? man. Um, and it's my favorite music to listen to, but that shit is dangerous. It's definitely influential if the right influences aren't around your susceptible children like that's just a fact i grew up i've never like held back on who my pops was and how he introduced me to a lot of shit that i look fam too short freaky tales is one of the first songs i ever knew by heart my brother one of his favorite songs as a kid in fact he got kicked out of school uh his music teacher i think it was miss Parrish. yeah uh they had to write a, a essay and he had to write what was the fir- the first word of your favorite song and what's the last word? Yeah. And he picked a too short uh song and the first and the last word was bitch. Yep. And sounds about right. Right out of sounds about right. Right out of school. Yeah, <laughs> dog. Know? It's 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 kind of, you know, my pops had me for all the classic shit I was listening to, the OJs and Earth, Wind, and Fires and all that smooth shit. Nigga, I was listening to Too Short and Snoop and Pac and Big and NWA. Fam, I literally NWA, when that movie came out, straight out of Compton. Everybody in my family said in our little family group chat, I know y'all taking Uncle Tony. Like, this was like a real part of my life. In the 80s, when my pops was in the height of his mayhem, that nigga thought he was Ice Cube. This nigga Tone had the jerry curl with the fucking black cap and the beard and the scowl, nigga. I don't, yeah. My dad ain't smiled till he got out of prison, <laughs> dog. So it's just like, you know, we, we grew up in that type of environment, but it doesn't have to influence your kid to go out there and wild yeah. out if you're there. So all that to say, nigga, just keep an eye on your kids if you have children who listen or have access to this shit. And then... Keep an eye on your and just just keep an eye on keep an eye on yourself. Everybody compass. Yeah, yeah, because, facts. Because what's up is what's down. Like you can't be mad at people for saying something that has a very suggestive message that children gonna get and be upset that they don't want you. Yeah, <laughs> like yo, up is yeah. Like, and you know what? It kind of like I've had the conversation. I've literally gotten yelled at on Facebook. A few years ago, I said something like, yo, my child will know how to read a book before they know how to play with an iPad or an iPhone. That's me. I know I don't have children. Oh, I get my, it. My kid is definitely reading off the iPad first. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> my, my, or no, no, no. I ain't even oh, say sorry. read a book. I said my child will know how to speak before they know how to use an iPad. Because a lot of these niggas, if I'm being frank, it's a lot of kids who are not talking at their age level, dog. And it's because a lot of folks leave technology to raise their kids, nigga. Mm. And I get how technology can be impactful on raising your kid. But if you just leave it to them so they stay busy and you're not showing them how useful it can be, they ain't learning shit. But when I made that statement that I want my kids to be able to talk before they know how to use the iPhone, niggas lit me up, dog. Nigga, you you ain't even got kid. And it was like, fam, but your five-year-old? doesn't really know how to use sentences yet and that's an issue my nigga and that's and um a lot of that comes from the parents have to talk to the child yeah they you have to be involved in communication and that's what i'm saying like you can't 
Don't just hand it to them and say, whoo, all right, now he busy. I can go fucking sit down and drink some wine. Or, like, nigga, no. Teach them what they doing when they get the motherfucker. Yeah. Or let me show them, and I'll show them where the X videos link at, but and we, we just get them all to the right start. But, you know. We, we ain't got, we got kids. kids. <laughs> we ain't got kids. All right, what else I got on the topic list? That was a good little rant, dog. Damn, um, 39. I didn't know. Yeah, that. no, that's what that ate up a lot of, because some of the shit I got on here is bullshit, but ain't much really happened. Um... Did you watch the Judas and Black Messiah trailer? I did, man. How you feel about that trailer, dog? I want to I want to make sure we stay on the topic of entertainment, dog. How you feel about that trailer? I was shocked. Yeah. I did not know that they actually started shooting yeah. and filming this. I thought it was just fam, the stunt of that trailer was the end where that shit says coming soon to theaters, nigga yeah. near you. I was like, "Oh, y'all on some Judas and Black Messiah shit." Then I I feel like they kind of pushed it up because there's a television show where someone else is going to be playing uh, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton, yep. Uh, one of these networks is doing it. I'm thinking like, yo, why are they doing that when this other movie about to yeah. come out? So I don't know, man. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, then I went to look at some old Fred Hampton clips because yeah. I like that shit. And uh, it's, Daniel it's, Kaluuya, he grabbed that accent yeah. and, and he really... I'm very hopeful that this movie turns out how I want this movie to turn out, dog. Hey, I, if I if, if we're being honest, yeah, uh, Daniel Kaluuya is my favorite actor right now. I don't even think that's a reach. Um, like, like in real and life. You, all right, so let's let's talk about it. Me and you have had these conversations before about uh, European actor, or I'm sorry, actors who come from the UK. Yeah, who come over here, black actors who come to America and take on quote black roles. Yeah. In original stories, it's kind of hard to say that's a black role considering it's an original story, right? But in this movie, no, this is a black role. This is a black American from Chicago role. How do you feel about Daniel Kaluuya playing Fred Hampton in this movie? Because it's been a lot of... I don't feel no way. It's been a lot of shit. I think that's the dumbest shit ever. Fam, I hate that argument. I hate the... I hate it. I think it's the dumbest shit ever. I get that we want more black American actors to get roles. Why do we want that? I want, but here's my thing. Here's the other part. I want it because I want everybody black to fucking win. But my other part of it, as long as I'm getting the best actor, fam, we were. I don't give a shit, fam. You the customer. You look at the fucking product. You don't get no. You don't got no fucking say so on how that shit made. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why we in? Like, fam. No, I don't care. Yeah, it's not that I don't care who gets the role, fam. Yeah. That's not your job. Like, do you like the product? Yeah, and that's my thing. Like, as long as we're getting the best fucking product. For instance, some I said uh, about Lena's character on The Shy, right? Camille Holloway or whatever. I said, man, I wonder how much more impactful this role would have been if she had gotten another actor instead of her. I don't think she's the best actor. Yeah. But she's had some lines, like, toward the end of the speech she gave at the church. It got really potentially impactful toward the end of that speech. Problem was, she ain't deliver it. And when you don't deliver it, I don't feel it. And when you the producer and the actor and the director, and nobody, like, yo, run that back because this shit was weak. No, I'm not telling you that because I'm not losing my part in whatever I do with the shy. So it's fucked up because I know there's another actor who could have put. I'd rather see less of that than less UK actors and actresses coming over here and getting. What's a black role, nigga? Because they black. They black, though. My point. Ameri- we don't got. We didn't corner the market on black. Yeah. No. We now got, you got to be black from America. And if we want to be a hundred, we got the less. 
Facts. amount of black Facts. people from the 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 the, the quote unquote transatlantic slave yeah. trade. So yeah, I just I I hated that that trailer got interrupted by the conversation because I saw a lot of that. Because niggas are stupid. All the same niggas who was talking about outrage over WAP jumped out on that trailer and was like, "Oh, it looked good, but I really would have loved to see it." And, and it's then like, what? and why? Why? No. So now that you now there's a uh, somebody who come from Chicago to play there. What does that fucking mean? Now, Damn. what do you feel inside about that? Call me when they find more than two actors from Chicago to play in the shot. So let me ask. So so when you, I don't know if y'all know, yeah. uh, if McNulty from The mm. Wire, he's a he's mm. he's a British, he's a Brit, he's from the UK, playing a white Irish cop from Baltimore. Y'all don't find no niggas went mad. Fam, do you know how many white Brits have played white American roles? Nigga, a billion, nigga. <laughs> Fucking Walking Dead. What's the nigga name? Nigga, all of them. No. Oh, but, but uh um uh, Micah. Mike Mike it, I think that's his real the, name, dog. The, the and on the show. The black dude. That's what I'm trying to think of. No, is, the the lead character. Oh, you talking about in. uh uh Rick. Rick. That motherfucker got an accent. Yeah, I, I think he's Australian. That nigga, that shit blew my fucking mind. But no, that's what's the black dude with the staff? Yeah. He from fucking London, dog. Blew my mind too. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, he, I've been seeing that nigga on TV for years. Fam. In everything and never British and none of the shit he was in. Oh, that shit don't that don't concern me at all. Dog, yeah. I'm Daniel Kaluuya has killed everything he's been in since he came out. So how long do you think this black shit gonna work for him? Mm. And when I and I, I don't see I don't I don't say that yeah. um in a negative way. Every role he's had, even in uh what was the movie in Chicago, Widows, yeah, has been centered around blackness. Um I wonder if uh like as an artist, yeah, because what he does is 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 definitely art. Yeah, yeah. Is that the way he's gonna choose to reflect his art? Yeah. You know what's funny? You remember when uh when Queen and Slim came out? Now, he was in Sicario. Yeah. Um, he just played like a, a detective and shit, and he was oh in, facts. Uh, he was in there. Yeah, and he was in um what's that that fighting movie? Um, it was like a UFC fighters in there. It was like First Punch. It was what the fuck was that shit called? First Striker. Some shit like that. Okay. Um, I, I'm about to bring it up, but um, other than that, his last five to six I've been sitting around black. Facts. All his bigger roles, nigga, yeah. from Black Panther to Get Out to Queen and Slim, uh, Sicario, Widows, Skins, Kick Ass. Kick ass. Yeah, all right. That's untitled Fred Hampton project, and then right below that, Judas and the Black Messiah. Bitch, it's titled. Change the fucking whatever, dog. All I know is Daniel Kaluuya has killed everything he's been a major character in. That's just a fact. Um, until niggas started hearing him speak in real life, y'all had no clue he wasn't British or he wasn't uh, from America. Pardon me. I went down the rabbit hole, and yeah. I, I damn, I, I don't know. I, I watched uh, um. A large amount of interviews that he's yeah, done, yeah, um, in the UK with with American folks, with yeah. people in the UK. I like this guy, dog. I just I rock with him heavy, bro. Um, imagine a nigga telling you, and this is this is me and you, so I know you'll feel this. Imagine a nigga telling you that Damson I Idris shouldn't be playing Franklin on Snowfall because he British, because he British and he don't get uh Cali and crack in the eighties. They don't got cracking uh and great uh, over there, fam. Crackers around the world, nigga. Japan and China been selling crack hey. since the since the wooden boat era. Crack and blacks, 
been around the world, nigga. And as much as their experiences China. may be different, my nigga, we still black. And again, if you giving me the performance, I'm not tripping off shit else, dog. Don't be one of them niggas that nigga later say like, oh, What's I so hate playing these niggas. Is Daniel Kalua, he uh he talked about a situation where he got into it and got beat up by the cops. Yeah. Because he was black. That's why he wanted to play Slim. Yeah. He literally said when he first fucking got wind of that movie. He reached out to Lena people and told her, this is my role. I have to play it. And she said, hold on, hold on, because I'm not directing it. I just wrote it. I got to introduce you to old girl. Quotations wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, I got to introduce you to old girl who's directing it and see if you she thinks it's a fit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, okay. But um, she told the nigga straight up, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he explained to her, yo, let me tell you my story about when I was fucking beat up by the cops and why I feel like I relate to this character. Nigga, how I'm going to tell a nigga who comes at me and says that, mm, you know what? I respect your experience, but you from London, dog. That's wild the, to me. The, uh, the oppression Olympics, trying to make sure, like, yo, my oppression is more than your oppression. But uh, that, oh, then, man, like, you already know my stance on, like, I'm tired of fucking black men and women arguing about who's disrespected more. My nigga, who win the prize for that? What is the prize for that, murder? <laughs> Suicide? Like, D- nigga, Depression? depression? <laughs> Come on, dog. Like, y'all niggas want to win stupid fucking prizes because we all, uh, I just hate it. Um, TikTok finna be gone. How you feel about that? I don't. I never had a TikTok, so I, 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 I got one. So I, 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 uh, take my username on every social media app, but I don't, hey. I've never, um, ticked or talked. You know what's funny? Um, Instagram is added there, so it'll be gone. And that was my other part. Instagram is on a fucking roll, nigga. <laughs> Uh, Twitter is in uh, preliminary talks uh, about acquiring TikTok. Yeah, I don't think it's going to matter. Here's the thing, dog. Instagram slash Facebook is the Shang Tsung of fucking social media, nigga. I'm taking whatever works for you and I'm stealing it. You remember Vine? Yeah, but like all these shits is the same app, though. Fam, that's why I didn't get a fucking... When did Twitter come out? 05? I think it was 04, 05. Twitter? You yeah. show? Oh, uh-huh. nine. All right, damn. That's I thought Twitter it, had been out. No, that's when it got popping, popping. Okay. 09. Well, the reason I didn't have a Twitter. Maybe 08. From potentially 08 till up to about three months ago, nigga, is because all this shit is the same to me. But now, because I'm tweeting from the pod page, it's at least a little more focused for me. Like, But then I'll be thinking about like some of my little random shit I might say on Facebook. I'll be like, damn, I want to tweet that, but I don't want to get off brand. But then I'll be like, Fucking nigga tweeted. And then I'll be like, I already said it on Facebook, so I lost it. I don't even care. That's me, nigga. It's two different crowds, though. Twitter it, it, that's a fact. Twitter that's a fact. Animal, I have noticed that. The crowds are way different. The fucking... Because you got to be a little bit more cerebral to be on Twitter. Yeah. Because you got to use your words. Yeah. It's not about pictures. And your words are limited. Yeah. So, which is really another reason that I never got on Twitter prior to recently. Because I was like, not that I can't find something witty enough to say in a small fucking amount well, now, of characters. Well, now you got threads. You know what I'm saying? Before, Facts. they so were now separate. You, yeah. Now, it's like now you, you can run down. Hey, it was a nigga who had a thread that inspired the beginning of the shy conversation we're going to have, it was inspired by this nigga's thread. His thread was a little off for me, but it did make me start thinking and going back. And I found a lot of shit that we're going to talk about. Cause again, this episode of the shy gave us a lot, but a little. So I want to get into some other shit when we get to the review. Um, what else I got real quick before we jump into this letter? Uh, Oh, real quick. Cause I just thought this was a great topic for me and you, nigga, Dr. Dre's, uh, estranged wife 
trying to block the prenup so she can get half this Billy. How you feel? What's your thoughts? How you block a prenup? Nigga, it's a prenup. She wildin' dog. So at first, it was presented as if he hit her with her shit before they walked down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, we getting married in 10 minutes. Sign, Sign this prenup, yeah. But then it was like, it was shortly before the wedding day. Yeah. And then she felt pressure. Hey, listen, dog. Yeah. This is how I feel. Yeah. Let's just say Dr. Dre is worth his alleged $800 million, right? Yeah. And he like, yo, I'll give you $80 million. Now, this young lady is, uh, I don't know, 50-something? Potentially, yeah. Um, Probably lo- younger than that. No, I mean, they was, they've been married for yeah. 24 years. Yeah. Um, she was in her 30s. Yeah. Like, they was like 30. It was in it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, fam... Uh, you can't spend eighty million dollars when you in like, your lifetime. You can't. I mean, technically, I guess you can. You shouldn't. But like, all the children are grown, twenty plus. Like, and then you're going to be by yourself. Y'all getting divorced. You don't so, have nobody else there to spend. So it. the mentality is like, well, like in 1996, nigga, Dr. Dre was Dr. Dre. Yeah, nigga, Pac had died already. Like, yeah. this this was Dr. Dre has been Dr. Dre for this, a long time, bro. This isn't the type of profession where it's like, yo, I need you to be a certain type of way so we can go to these business meetings and these banquets. Like, nigga, this is rap music where we talk about to quote Dr. Dre, forties blunts and bitches. Facts. I make beats for a living. How mm. many? How many times? T- time out. I smell an episode title, nigga. <laughs> 40s Blunts and WAP. <laughs> Writing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how many how many times you hit the pad on the NPC? Man. Like, I get it. You can't leave nobody out there like stranded, no shit no. like that. But if I say, hypothetically, throw you $80 million, nigga, you can't even spend that. Yeah. Like, you can't spend that. So then it's not about a financial thing where like you you leaving somebody out there. Now it's about getting even or being mad. I think I should have half just because fam, you can't spend eighty million dollars. Like what would you possibly spend eighty million dollars on? The fact that I can again hypothetically offer you eighty to a hundred million dollars in our our divorce and you can say, no, I want more. I want four hundred million. Fam, like, huh? 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 And, and half the properties. Huh? But it goes back to the convo we was having about Tracy Morgan and his wife saying, yeah, I want half your settlement money from an accident that almost killed you that I wasn't even in the vehicle, wasn't near the, I wasn't on the tour, I wasn't doing nothing with you, but settlement money from that, and I also want sole ownership of our $14 million mansion. Huh? Like, find where that makes sense, dog, and where you're, like, deserving of that. It's wild, dog. It's wild. Dr. Dre wife is on some different shit right now. Um, blessings hard. to them because I know divorce is crazy after this many years, but nigga, no. Man, I had a, some knockdown, drag out conversations about this yeah. with like, family members and, yeah. and close friends. And I realized because they were women, like this was not, it wasn't, it wasn't a fair conversation for me to have because you didn't come into this thing looking at anything with like logic and everything was emotion. Yeah. I'm not saying that's like an all all person thing. I'm talking about these two specific conversations. I'm like, well, how does that make sense though? Yeah. Like, how does it, how does it, because that's what it say. Okay. But you was different when the Mary and Kendall thing was going on. Right. Mm. No one mm. thought that he deserved 
half of what she yep. had. No one thinks it to this day but me, nigga. Why? Because that's the fuck they signed up to do, nigga. If that's what you sign up to do. If anybody should get half, it's the nigga that was your manager, right? I mean, because there was a business relationship there. Is Dr. Dre's separated estranged wife his manager? I don't think so. Like when you when you met me, you was a whole ass adult. You 30 plus. Like this not yeah. you wasn't like living on the street. We yeah. wasn't 16, 17 years old. Yeah. I he ain't pretty woman her. Nigga, look, nigga, let's say we was together since you was 16. Yeah. At 50, if I give you 80 million, yeah. you're hey. still good forever. If we got together that young and I was who Dr. Dre was, more than likely you probably never worked a day in your life. Ever. Not as an adult. You might have had a job when you were 16. Was she taking care of the kid? Let's be real. Fam. Like, someone's cleaning this house. Someone's We got drivers. We got people. Like, it's not the same. Nannies exist. It's not the same. Fam. And nannies exist and they get paid bread. Like, my friend is Vin Diesel's kid's nanny. Or at least she used to be. She got a dog-ass crib in Malibu now. And now, all of a sudden, she a chef. Hey, because when you're getting that type of bread, Vin Diesel make a lot of fucking money. You aight, nigga, but she watched that nigga kids for like eight years, dog. And it's like, I don't think I've even heard him talk about his or her talk about his wife. She got the kids all day. The wife don't. So it's like, yo, help me understand, dog. How the fuck do you all of a sudden deserve? I think my, I get caught up on the deserve. Especially when it's about a product that I, cr- this shit did not exist yeah. before it came out of my brain. Like, yeah. I don't understand how, like, well, you may not understand how difficult it is to create and, and arrange music. Yeah. Like, unless you was in there helping me. Yeah. How do you deserve it? If you didn't create Beats by Dre headphones, nigga, I can't give you a part of what made me the $800 million man anyway. Fam, no. That's just a big no for me. Like, and that's, again, either way, if this were uh Mary and Kendu and she said, I right, Kendu, so I'm gonna this. give you a hundred mil, and he said, No, nah, I want four hundred. Peep this. Let's say Jay and Beyonce added up all of their assets. Yeah. And Beyonce ended up with five million. So let's just say Beyonce ended up with fifteen million dollars more than in assets in Jay. Mm. Should she have to pay that nigga half? Should she, she get half since she's you know what I'm no. saying? No. No. No, like I'm in there. That's the thing. Logically, you'll never get me to be able to understand why somebody should do if they want to do it out of the kindness of their own fucking heart. Go right ahead. But when niggas get into they should and supposed to and the man, it'd be like because it, it, it baffles me if you don't think you can live off 80 million dollars. fam. And if you don't think you it, niggas turn into Latrell Sprewell, right? When a nigga tell you, yo, 120 mil, that's it. That's all y'all offer me. I got to feed my family. They can't eat off 120 mil, bro. Come on, Latrell. Come on. Come on. Yo, yo kids can eat off 10 mil. <laughs> like, we talking about 100, but he wanted a Kevin Garnett style contract. You ain't Kevin Garnett, Latrell. Sorry. Like, come on, bro. It's just, it's certain shit that I don't understand. When a nigga tell me, yo, well, she takes care of the kids or whatever, even if we not talking about niggas worth damn near a billion dollars, yes, the woman taking care of the kids should absolutely still be able to take care of the kids if we get divorced. And I'm going to make sure that years old. when our kids are old enough to take care of themselves, that don't ride. But even if they weren't, let's say they were younger kids. Okay. 80 million is enough to, fam, I don't have a kid. I know that. <laughs> but I know that when I have a kid, I hope my kids are the most successful, popular, great, famous, go do whatever they want to do in their life. 
But neither one of them niggas will just fucking eat $80 million worth of shit. What's so I just know that. Is like people who are alive today, yeah, adults in, in professional careers making six figures who did not grow up with $80 million, who live a nice, successful life, yeah. will explain to you why she can't make it off of $80 million. Like, yeah. nigga, look at you. You make six figures a year. Fam. Ain't nobody in your fucking family ever had $80 million and you're just fine. What's funny is most of these six-figure-making niggas, moms still live over there all fucking Puritan and whatever. So, but you stunting mm. during the quarantine. Mm. You on a flight. Mm. And your mom's is at the crib in the hood, and her grass brown. Mm. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> Let's get into this Blackberry letter, man. And I'm hype about it because it ain't about relationships. Y'all niggas be damn near about to get me in trouble out here. I don't want to argue with y'all. No I just don't want to, man. Uh, this week's Blackberry letter is brought to y'all, as they are every week, by Corona. Not the disease, but the drink. Nigga, and y'all already know what it is. When y'all hear that can crack. That mean your man back. That was in unison like a motherfucker. <laughs> no, I ain't really open. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, shit. All right, man. This Blackberry letter comes from the homie. And, and what up, man? Hey, that was a great podcast we did with the young boy, dog. Yeah, it was. Hey, real, real life. If y'all want to hear how me and Jay really are when we're not discussing very specific shit, Go listen to the last OG episode of the Infinite Opinions podcast available on whatever you listen to your podcast. Whatever you listen to us on, yeah. go check that out. And then my, my, myself and Dane was on the OG episode part The first one. one. And uh, we yeah. were sitting there kicking it, you know. Uh, Salute to that nigga Ant, man. He be getting us in our bag, dog. Yeah. A lot of people reached out to me. Yeah. They, they was like, yo, I, I enjoy listening to y'all on that Yeah, pod. no, I, I got... Hits from people who I never knew listened to anything we do. Yeah. And they said, nigga, this was fire, dog. And I don't remember what I said. So when I when I listened back, <laughs> I didn't remember saying a lot of what I said. And I had the same moments we be having up here where it'd be like, damn, I should have said. It was a fire pod, yeah. dog. Like, shout out to Ant. But like, Ant wrote I, us today. Like, my short-term memory has been horrible lately, right? Here's Because I don't get bro, enough sleep, right? One, we don't sleep enough. Two, fam, we talk a lot. My nigga. I did, I did six podcasts Yo, this week. imagine how much my girl cusses me out or like kind of as she hit me with the, so, and I'll be like, I literally guarantee I don't think I know what you're about to, but if I said it, I ain't mean it like that. I'm sorry. Cause I don't remember this shit, dog. I really don't. Like she had got on me, um, about the Meg shit. And it was just like, you know, y'all was laughing at her. Young black girl got <laughs> shot. And I was like, you sure we wasn't like going in on Tori being five for two? She was like, nah, you said something about Meg. And I was like, a joke? She was like, yeah. And I'm like. You know how I many niggas I know in my personal yeah. life and got shot though? Yeah. Like, why is it okay for my men to get? Oh, I'm not going down this road. And I ain't even, but I just, my whole point, I didn't remember I don't. what I said. And I'm just like, yo, you would <laughs> so, know better than me. But so time out, because I got that feedback yeah, too. Yeah, right? uh, there was I, <laughs> I got feedback, right? And so then the next week. I was like, nigga, I, we didn't say shit about Meg. I don't, I don't remember nothing. And yeah. then I got on Twitter. <laughs> Niggas <laughs> reminded like, me what I said. Like, no, you actually you said. Actually, you, you know the song "I Shoot This Bitch Up." Yeah. And like, I even like, yo, is that did we your? play it? No, on on Shop oh, Talk. Oh, ah. And I was like, yo, is those your feet? I shoot that bitch. Like, I didn't remember. I literally forgot nah. I said it. Yeah. I had to apologize. And and yo, if we ever said something about Meg, our bad. But I no no really, no 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 no. We just told y'all go listen no, to Wop. Ain't nobody exempt from jokes though. 
And that's that's not fair. But that goes back to what we said at the top of the podcast. None of this shit is ever to be offensive. And if someone takes offense, I don't know. Someone can take offense to everything that comes out of your mouth. It's not fair for any particular group, whether it's LBGT, yeah. whether it's uh, handicap, whether it's women, whether it's men, whether it's not fair for one group to not be treated equal in the jokes. <laughs> like, it's just not fair. All I know is I don't be remembering. And I don't think so, that happen. Very wild timing of the song and video. Hey, where like, Tori at? Like it was explained. I got my quarantine radio hoodie in the backseat of my car. So I, I don't know what happened to Tori. I don't know what happened to Meg. I don't know where they, it was like Kylie kicked them out the party. And then they was like, Meg was ready to leave the party. And Tori said, bitch, we ain't going nowhere. And bow, shot her in the foot. And I was just like, yo, this whole shit sounds so wild. I don't know, nigga. I, then when they said, he, nope, she got shot in both feet. I was like, God damn, who aiming at feet? It was just wild. The whole shit was wild. The police don't believe it. The police ain't charged nobody with it. The, we everybody in the world believes this shit except the police. Cause hey, the, and and guess what? The LAPD, uh, them niggas is not trying to not lock up niggas. So Tory would one hundred percent be <laughs> under the jail if he shot her in the feet twice. They don't need a cooperating witness to to, to charge somebody with shooting someone. But hey, way. if they had one, her girl was in the car. So. Or if they needed one, pardon me, your girl if, was there. If, so. if me and you is in this room and, and you get shot, if you don't say I did it, I'm still getting arrested, fam. Yeah, because you're the only other person here. It don't fucking matter, fam. All I know is two weeks later, you got a number one song. So, hey, man. Wop. Even if she got shot, it worked. <laughs> she was on live and shit. Nah. And uh asking questions. Yeah. Answering questions. Yeah. It was like, yo, how it feel when you got shot? She was like, I felt sad. I felt wait. I felt confused. I didn't do nothing. So Jay, so, me and you know a lot of people got shot before. Yeah. I've asked people how it felt when they got shot. First answer I typically get is it's hot. hot. <laughs> but look, so this somebody was like, yo, you got shot in both feet and you ain't had no crutches? And she just kept going. It's a valid question though. I'm and again, I don't know when they filmed the WAP video or nothing like that. Not fuck the video. She was just on live answering. But questions. I'm like again, I, hey. I'm like yo. Like I imagine have, being shot a, in both feet. You, with, have, you have a cane. <laughs> I imagine you might need some being shot in both feet. I ain't saying she ain't get shot, and I'm definitely not laughing at it if she did. Yeah. But I'm just saying it looks wild, and the timing looks wilder. We ain't never laughed at nobody getting shot. I don't know. I feel like niggas laugh at 50 getting shot nine times all the time. I remember a couple weeks, well, a couple years ago now, this this white man was talking shit to a black woman in the car, uh, in the parking lot, and this yeah. old black man came out and he shot oh, the nigga. Oh, he shot the nigga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We laughed like a motherfucker. Fam, I, somebody just reminded me the other day, and I forgot I said this, and when I listened back, it was fucking hilarious. I just made a joke about Jay fucking where Dewan Sims was at. Like, <laughs> And if you're from Detroit, you know Dewan Sims. It ain't shit funny. Did you see the video but last week? The joke week was phenomenal, by the way. A girl, <laughs> she was at the uh, gas station, and a nigga ran up on her car talking shit. And oh, then, and open her door and shit. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then she shot the nigga. She came up because all right. First of all, <laughs> that shit was fucking funny, fam. 
because she tried to pull off and the nigga <laughs> ran after her. So then she parked her car and said, all right, nigga, I'm about to pop your bitch ass. Okay, we can laugh at the girl shit. Like, nigga. Wop. Blackberry letter, nigga. All right, dog. So Ant said, hey, what's up, she y'all? shot the shit out there, nigga, dog. Nigga, I shot the sheriff. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. Oh, shit. This not funny, but that's what no, the No, she fuck shot the shit out, dog. That nigga's hot. Don't chase no He's, girl, nigga. And then he swung on her. And he wasn't expecting what the came. She wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't expecting that shit. <laughs> that nigga was on the ground, like. But then he fell. That nigga was on the ground, patting himself. You saw he like, grabbed that side, like he was. Oh shit! I'm a sick nigga. Dog. That nigga got so, shot and was like, "I'm sad." <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Oh, all right, man. Huh? The nigga said, "What's up, y'all?" This and again. In regards to career selection, I think there's an overemphasis on the narrative that if you aren't involved in STEM programs, science, technology, engineering, math, you can't survive in this economy or you can't live a prosperous life and achieve the American dream. Um, He he gave a lot of uh, precursors in there, but he got to his question. He said, my two questions are, what alternative paths do you recommend within STEM? And what alternative career paths do you recommend outside of STEM? So basically, nigga, if you STEM or if you not, how do you fucking make a living in this world, dog? Uh, no short answer, no long answer to that. Um, within STEM is still a lot you can do. You can become an analyst within whatever fucking field you work in, nigga. If you you can literally be it's quantitative, qualitative analyst, it's fucking uh uh competitive analysis competitive intelligence analysts like it's a billion different things that you can be within stem i think saying stem is so cliche now it is it is be like well you know yeah stem program oh we have the greatest stem program and it's like fam you can literally be anything within that you can do research my nigga one of the more successful people i know personally is a scientific researcher and works for fucking PNG and lives in Cincy and is balling I'll tell and you is something. living life. I'll tell you something that's recession proof. Yeah. That has existed since the beginning of time. Pimping. And will always exist. Pimping. And if you can do this at 18 years old, you, <laughs> you, will, iceberg al- slam. you will always have money in your fucking pocket. And that's sales. Facts. It don't fucking matter. You something got to be sold. Anything created got to be sold. Facts. And the sales process is the same no matter what you're selling. My nigga, most of the STEM people, particularly engineers who I went to MSU with, one of the greatest engineering programs in the world, nigga, most of them are involved in sales for the companies they work for. Listen, uh, I'm perfected in that shit. Facts. I've been doing this shit for 20 years. I've been selling forever. I, be, I teach people how to do it sales retention the whole nine yards mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like no matter what it is if you a fucking uh, uh 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 you got a contract with the state and you develop weapons yeah somebody gotta buy that fucking weapon yeah so there's a need there's some questions there's mm-hmm. a, a offer that, like there is a process yeah sales will never go anywhere yeah. don't give a fuck what it is someone's going to sell something yeah but to sell and this is where I don't care if you're in STEM or out of STEM, you have to be a subject matter expert. So if you come from a STEM background, nigga, you can sell within STEM industries. If you don't come from a STEM background, guess what? You can still sell within those industries or outside of them. That's the thing, man. I can sell any fucking thing. Fam. Well, I can 100% sell any fucking thing. Man, it's no limit 
in or out of STEM programs on what you can do. Yes, do STEM programs when you go to college, four-year universities to be specific, do they make a lot of sense with regard to the amount of money you might make once you graduate? If you stay in that world, 100%. More of the the people who I went to college with who are doing seemingly, I don't know niggas pockets for real, but seemingly doing really well right now were engineering. They were packaging. They were um, whatever. They were lawyers. They were doctors, like those types of programs. So I get it. But does that mean that you can't be successful? Nah, man. And don't let nobody in the world tell you that, bro. Also, All the shit is about your grind, dude. Also, like, uh, this goes directly against what Master P said earlier this week. Is, um, Fam. You got to... Um, you cannot go wrong in the service industry. Facts. For outside of coronavirus, nigga, there was a, a funeral every fucking day. No matter what. Yeah. Outside of coronavirus, like yep. nigga is always gonna get his haircut. Like, I don't think that we put enough emphasis on chefs yeah. cooking. Yeah. You know how much if you go on Glassdoor, you know how much the chef at J. Alexander make in the Metro Detroit area? How much? Ninety thousand dollars a year. Mm. Ninety fucking mm. grand for your steak Maui to taste the exact same, no matter where that motherfucker cooked at. Cause that's a skill. There's not there's not a there's not an assembly line. Like someone cooks that steak yeah. exactly the same time. So you you enjoy it no yep. matter which one you go through. Ninety yep. fucking thousand dollars a year being that chef. So three times the median income in Detroit is what you're telling me. To like, cook a steak. Being an executive chef, there's a yeah, yeah. there's a uh let me see, what's this gentleman's name? There's a um a chef um from Detroit right now. It was an article in the cranes, Detroit uh in cranes. Um, he's down providing food for the folks in the NBA bubble right now. Mm. There is a, I mean, like there is so much stuff. I'm in the photography. I'm in the videography. Yeah. Uh, like there is a market right now. Video is where it's at. Everybody wants video content. My nigga, they even got uh down in the bubble. Speaking of that, they built a barbershop and most of the popular Instagram barbers or the preferred like NBA player barbers, are cutting in that shop. How much you pay for a haircut? $30, $35. And that's cheap right now. Then. Yeah, for right now. Oh, that's very cheap. Right now, nigga, nigga, you're talking a 50 got, ball. Niggas talking about 50. Now, I got, I, it's some niggas who, who arguing for $100. For the $100. Cut, $100 oh, cut. It's a nigga. Look, I'm going to say this for real. As a nigga who lived in another city where barbers are, great barbers are available by the fucking clock. Nigga, you can literally turn your damn head and find a great barber in Atlanta. As a nigga living in Detroit, it's a couple cold barbers here. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna hold you up. But as I'm probably other than podcasting and like martial arts, the only other thing I'm really passionate about is my haircuts, nigga. Like I love barbering. Going to barber school is something I've I still kind of want to do, nigga. I'm like, going to own a barbershop. Like I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to own and cut. Yeah, but until I find barbers cold enough. But I'm with you. I, and I almost this third room almost yeah. turned into a barbershop. Yeah, just just to have that motherfucker. That's my shit. Just to have two chairs in here. And yeah, just to bring in whatever the. And that'll be a cold little uh, like interview type setup. Yeah, nigga. right that up mean, in the you yeah. Know, that's we, and yeah. I still might. Yeah, facts. But all that to say, Detroit don't got too many barbers cold enough to be talking about a hundred dollars. I'm gonna just throw that out there, nigga. As a nigga who lived again, what's um. Give me a number of the how many you think? If I was to say like cold, cold, like on that level of any city you go to, these niggas can cut with the best. Chicago, Atlanta, whatever. In Detroit, 
top of my head, I'm gonna say four. No, nah, it's more than four, though. Nah, I know four. I know four. Yeah. I, I know dog from uh what cuts and butts. Oh, no cut, no butt. No cut, no butt. Detroit I like juice, dog. Detroit um, juice barbershop. Yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. Everybody in that shop can uh, cut. Oh, and I ain't saying yeah. I ain't saying niggas can't cut. I'm talking like hundred dollar level cut. Yeah. That's where because that's a different type of barber, it right? Is. And that's that's not a nigga who you can pull up and get your cut and go home and you clean. A hundred dollar type of bar, nigga. I was so paying me, sixty dollars a week so in me, 08, bro. So me personally, yeah, who on that level, I can give you that I know personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I give you like six. Okay, so um, we, we ain't too far off. But I don't, and I'm that's strictly yeah. West Side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because I, I don't know what the fuck goes on on the East Side. Like I, I literally, it's a, it's a whole. I don't know, nigga. Tapers and uh, curl sponges. Yeah. That's all that's happening East. But like that, I know personally and, yeah. and talk to hand to hand. But like I, I follow a bunch of barber niggas on the on the fam. That's literally that's my life. Like anybody who knows me and has known me for a while is well aware. Like me and my haircut is different. Dog. I've been this way because that was my very first job. Yeah, was sweeping at the barbershop. But I was there every day. Niggas was paying me a hundred dollars a day. Nigga, I'm here six days a week. Niggas, are, it became a thing, dog. I, barbers are finally getting into their creative bag. Facts. They stepping up their value because if you, if we being honest, and twenty years ago, twenty five yeah. years ago, nigga, the cost of a haircut was damn near the same that it is now. Facts. It didn't went up like five bucks, maybe. Like that's one of the only Depending, markets. Yeah. Like when I, you, and, but they had to move it. They had to have a confidence to say nope. I'm changing the price. Because, like, when I was in high school and paying $15 for a yeah. cut, I didn't have a beard, mustache. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, it in was real different. Life, yo, fam. The, the, but the that hair- 25 in and 35, 40 now ain't that far off. It's dog. not. In 25 yeah. years? The, the fucking, everything that went up by yeah. now. No, the inflation in cutting hair is not as bad as you think. But again, I think inflation is one thing. Some of you niggas are tripping, thinking you're worth. The price, Nick. But I think that's Instagram too. Like Instagram got a lot of niggas off they square. I know, like at Juice Barbershop, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they set it up where we cut your hair by time. Yeah, yeah. You get thirty thirty minute, 30 block, minute cut, forty five minute. You know block. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna spend this thirty minutes cutting your hair, and all these yep. joints come with a hair wash. Yep. And like, I forget. I watch a uh, Get Beamed dude mm-hmm. from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like they put like a lot of work. Yeah, and they fucking haircuts. My man Terrell, um, Terrell Anglin, that's yeah. his name. He got a spot right here on um, Southfield in six ninety six. Yeah, uh, he's a, and he's he, first off his shop. He opened up his own shop within the last year and a half, year year and a half. Dope. Uh the shit is cold, and he is he's fire. Uh, not just on regular cuts, nigga. I I fucking yeah. He get busy. He yeah, get busy. I'll yeah, yeah. Draw your your mom, yeah. I draw your mama face in the back of your head yeah. too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he he like he's super duper. And that's get busy. so. What what kind of got me on that shit? Uh, two of my barbers in Atlanta, uh, my nigga Jig and my nigga Marcus Harvey, both of them went on to become like legends, nigga. Like you know how Jalen uh, Rose just had the dog ass haircut. Everybody was talking about on the gram and shit. Jalen had the wild little my taper cold moment. Nigga, the dude who cut his hair got the look from one of my old barbers. Like he sent that nigga Jay, like, yo, nigga, cut Jalen shit for the bubble, woo, 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 whatever. And the nigga Jalen got cut by this nigga. But it's like, that's how cold my old barbers is. They pass the niggas off. Like, yo, I you see cut his. fibers in his cut, though. Oh, yeah. No, no. When you get under them lights, it look a little different than that iPhone uh flip camera selfie joint. Yeah. yeah. It just look a little different. But uh, yo, and Nigga, it's plenty of career. I know we we kind of talked around a lot of shit. Shout out to the to the to the natural hair barbers. 
Man. Uh, my man on uh, IG. That's Greg, a skill Greg in itself. Nice. Uh, Yo, Greg, what up? Uh, like natural hair barbers is that's a lost they art still form. Are. And Greg for a bald nigga, cause I'm always like leery about bald niggas cutting my hair, nigga. Cause it's just like, <laughs> what do you know? I need to know what you know. Yeah. But no, Greg is nice. Greg, literally, Greg is nice. nice. Greg, nice, <laughs> nigga. Go follow my dog. Uh, get your hair cut if you out in the fucking if you can afford them. I don't know, my nigga. Be, oh, no. my, yeah, I don't know if y'all niggas can afford my nigga Greg nice, but uh, be luxurious. Yeah, dog. Them hundred dollar cuts is different, nigga. Uh, but no, man. He he not only focuses on your natural fucking hair. He ain't pushing lines back, nigga. And that's another thing. A lot of you barbers is pushing lines back, and we what's see the, it, nigga. Yeah, uh, if you tired of your barber pushing your line back, come to Detroit, <laughs> nigga. <barber> hey, <laughs> but I see it on the fucking grow back. It's real clean that Friday, nigga. But by Monday morning, your fucking hairline looks stupid. So if you out in Cali or Vegas or something, and you got $42,000, go see my nigga Greg Nice, man. <laughs> hey, man, let's get to the shy, bro. Yeah. Um, so before we get into this week's episode, after we left, me and Jay always talk after the pod, and then we get in the car and still realize it was shit we ain't fucking mentioned on the pod. So I had a couple thoughts last week, again, inspired initially by this thread I've seen, just talking about how like difficult this season has been. But then it got me into my bag, and I started thinking of shit that was like real problematic about this season. Like, we're not hating for the sake of hating. We're really pointing out like gross fucking mishaps and errors in the script and in the story being told. So one thing I thought about it's no gang activity on the shy right now. We saw a episode or two where them niggas went to a trap house where Keisha boyfriend Nuck apparently lived at. We never knew who Nuck really was. Was the nigga at the door? We don't know. But when I say gang activity, I'm 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 saying think about season one. We had uh what was a dark skinned dude named Trice mm-hmm. who Reggie was driving for. Season two, we had Reggie and Big Mike. All through both of them seasons, we saw them niggas talking to the gang, leading. The, they was the 63rd, street leaders. Sixty third Street Mob versus uh the Wild Boys, nigga. Even uh even down to the the craftiness of the sixty third with Otis Perry and that real estate shit. They going to real TC from season two mm-hmm. nigga they had a white girl passing pamphlets out in the hood yeah and then she got shot in the head because she knew too much had to get rid of her had them two young boys go in there and fuck up miss ethel one of the most disturbing things i ever seen but that was all gang shit and we had the og in, in the prison calling the shots nigga fucking uh otis perry bringing this nigga fam and like dog they even had when the white girl got shot in the head and they had her funeral the old leader of the 63rd, before Otis Perry, the old fat dude with the cowboy hat, came from Texas, where the realty or real uh, real estate company yeah. was based, to pay for the funeral and came up there to, like, it was such a sophisticated gang operation being yeah. shown to us. And now, nigga, again, outside of them going to a trap house twice, Kevin going and then Trig and them going. So, ain't no gang activity? So, the thing is... No one's told me this, but the budget got cut. Like it had to. Right. And because Brandon's character and um, Tiffany's character, what's her name? Uh, uh, Tiffany's her real name. uh, Jerica. Jerica's character, because they both got took off the show, they had to take this show in a totally different direction. And it's almost like a rewrite without having a full rewrite. Yeah. So all those storylines and all those plots had to to go away and we just start talking about something else. So I guess they're trying to 
maybe they're just thinking like, yo, those things are still happening. We're just not focusing on those right yeah. now. But I mean, that is it, it just feels sloppy when, again, the the real estate, that whole part about 63rd buying up the neighborhood to take over and turn it into whatever the fuck they was going to turn it into. To, I mean, to the point where we, we took Brandon's truck, his, his food truck, and was going to use it to, to get them. You know what I'm saying? But like that whole. And so it's kind of like I would I would say it's like reading the book. Yeah. Right. And now season three, we gave you the cliff notes. Yeah. So like I get the same kind of content, but we're not gonna give you the details. And when you're watching television and how we watch television yeah. at the very least, like we get into the the intricate details yeah. and I'll be wanting to And that's so again, I know me and you watch television or you and I, um, we watch television a little more close than mm. most do. Um and we watch for those details. Niggas was telling me last week when I noticed that uh Ronnie went through a different fence in the backyard. Then uh, the kidnapper Omari drove through. He just dro- he didn't he get drove out, through. Open he just drove. Damn, it was a different color, nigga. Like it was a completely different gate. And niggas was like, "Yo, aunt, you're crazy for finding that." But that's how we watch shows, bro. Like, fam, I I had to bust through the gate, a, a, a single door to yeah. get in there. He drove his entire car through and never got and out. There was nothing there. It opened up like it was a garage. That's how it looked. Like he was like coming to an electric fence, nigga. But anyway. um, anyway, anyway, the level of detail that they had given us before makes shit like how we keep asking, uh, you know, why is everybody calling Otis Perry Duda, nigga? That's that nigga's street name. Like niggas ain't supposed to know the news calling him Duda. Fam, can we get a background on how how did, how did his street rep come? How did he become 63rd but also be the smart nigga who never really had to, like, do dirt? Like, he run it. Because clearly, nigga, you ain't just fucking get to Perry's Pizza level from 63rd. Just like the dude who did the uh, real estate shit who's in Texas. He ain't just get down there and say, all right, fuck this gang shit. When it's all connected. If that real estate shit was connected to 63rd from Texas, clearly the fucking pizza spot is, too. So... 100% 100% yeah. ideally I would love all that information but because of the things that happened and I guess I gotta cut him some slack because we didn't think that we was getting rid of Brandon we didn't yeah. think that Jericho was gonna leave Okay, so like we had to I'm assuming yeah. had to scrap up and scrape up okay well what's this third season gonna be about yeah. it, it's gonna have to be about sex trafficking and I'm assuming that sex trafficking is something that's booming in Chicago Yeah, um, how it is booming here in, I, in, in Michigan, Michigan yeah, yeah, yeah. in the metro Detroit area number two on the sex trafficking yeah. list because we are literally 15 minutes away uh, or five uh, minutes yeah. away from um, from Canada a border yeah like so, so I thought about that too. Like, yo, and maybe you just fucking you being you, you being over analytical, you kind of reading too much into it on the gang activity shit. Maybe the shit they did before it don't have to matter. Okay, cool. But then I thought further, and I said, yo, y'all mean to tell me that at the end of season two, the street leader of the sixty third Street Mob got killed by the rival gang. Because the leader of the 63rd Street Mob said, I'd rather y'all kill him than we start a war. And then at the beginning of season three, that street leader's brother killed the leader of the rival gang. And not a soul has said a word about this shit. Ain't no, no, ain't no beefed up. Well, granted, old boy didn't tell nobody who he was meeting with. Facts. But the fact he got killed 
And the only nigga who he might if yeah. if the Wild Boys didn't know shit else, they know we were just beefing with we was beefing with them. But Otis Perry gave us the okay to kill that nigga Reggie, and now our leader end up dead. And whether they, they knew that he got gave him the okay yeah. because that was probably some yeah that could have been above uh above board kid because like yeah. I'm not asking you for permission to get get back. We just gonna get get back. Yeah, we know what what's going on. Yeah, but like so from the Wild Boys is okay. We just killed one of their lieutenants. And then, and our, then leader, our leader die. Oh, it's, we, we got to get retribution. Fam, not a soul has said something. Fam, that shit bothered. Because, it's again, I'm thinking realistic based on the shot that they've given me. But you can't go that route, though. Yeah, nigga, apparently. I'm apparently. Saying, like, literally, you can't. You Because, can, like, if this season is about uh, Keisha but, getting kidnapped, like, we we literally can't invest in but look, though, a, a gang war. But they are. Because at some point. Well, one, they are because Trig killed the nigga. So, yeah, this might not be investing or time to invest in a gang war, but the fact you you created this nigga's brother out of nowhere. We've never heard of this motherfucker. You created a whole new character to kill the leader of this gang, and then nobody's saying shit. Which didn't have to happen, by the way. Fam, he don't even care about it. Like, what? It's just really, like, wild like, shit, I mean, bro. the scene where... where the yeah, lead, it didn't lead to nothing. Y'all y'all could have just met up. Because then you did that shit, and he killed the Wild Boys nigga, but then you said, but I'm not going to kill you, dude, dude I. I'm going to come get my brother, see you in court. Huh? Why don't you just kill him and then pick him up? And then get your brother. Yeah. And y'all go back to Kankakee, and this shit's over in episode one. All right, cool. So then I had some other shit I wanted to talk about. Um, The Shy has become... it. You noticed it, but now it's problematic after Miss Ethel dying last week. Why won't they fucking give any explanation or acknowledgement to anybody who leaves the show? Nigga, Miss Ethel died. Miss Ethel literally didn't have to die. There was no reason for her to die. Me and you talked about, fam, they never even needed to bring her back. She was gone the first four episodes. We wondered where she was at, but nobody ever thought like, she had to die though. Well, let me. She didn't have that. to die on the show. She didn't. She they could have said she's in a nursing home and we never had to see her again. They could have gone that route and we'd have been alright. But then we'd have been like, Ronnie would go see his grandma. They need. But she never had to die. Was my point though. Like, cause even him going to see her grandma, what was the purpose of her dying? She, she didn't have to get beat the fuck up. If we gonna, she didn't have to get beat the fuck up either. We didn't feel that way during that time. Yeah, because it was something different. If anything, but it didn't lead to nothing. She can die in a nursing home because she's yeah. old and she got dementia and all the other shit. Oh, that's that. okay. If we, if it's on some real shit, like yeah. she didn't really have to get beat the fuck up. Facts, but they ain't have to kill her off. That's my point. Well, and then I thought about it, nigga. They ain't have to kill Reggie off. They ain't have to kill Brandon off. We know why they did certain shit, but they didn't have to. But then I thought about it. It ain't even about the niggas they killing off, bro. They just pretending Jerica never existed. The fucking first wife that uh, Nina was with, they pretending never existed. And it's like. Hold up, Detective Toussaint, Detective Cruz, they just never, and it's like, dog, it's a certain point where you're insulting my intelligence as a viewer, my nigga. I want to know why not a single detective investigated Keisha's disappearance. That don't make sense to me, dog. And that's whether I was a fan of season one and two or I'm a newbie on season three. Niggas had a patrolman out there, fam. Fam. With a notepad. Fam. One time on day three. And then she said, oh, she ain't even been gone. When my daughter was missing for 42 hours, she came. I found out she was with her boyfriend. And that was it. They never seen another cop. Fam, when the ambulance came to get Keisha and Ronnie, it was all EMS trucks. There was not a cop out there, bro. This shit is just weird to me. But the fact y'all had not one, but two detectives on the street 
who was involved in everybody's life that we talking about on the show currently. Nigga. It's the budget, man. But I'm like, so, okay, we could talk budget. Y'all never going to say the words that, yo, Detective Cruz got killed chasing after Otis Perry. Because remember, season two finale, Cruz, Toussaint, and Brandon were in the car basically saying, Brandon, you going to help us bring down Otis Perry, nigga. Because we was finna take you down for this shady food truck he bought you. But now that we know you ain't know, we going to figure this out. So the assumption was always maybe Brandon got killed because niggas found out he was working with the cops, potentially. Did the cops get killed too, nigga? The world may never know, dog. The shit is just sloppy. It's Because even if you can't afford to bring them actors back, you can say the words, Detective Truths got you. Fam, they never told us what happened with Brandon. The nigga just did. And apparently his girl... We don't know how he got shot. No clue. Apparently his girlfriend, who he lived with and loved, didn't care enough to show up at the funeral and no mention of why. We know externally that, hey, maybe Tiffany Boone never wanted to come back to the set. But damn, nigga, y'all never going to say like... Put a fake person with a hat on from the back. Anything, dog. I had some natural... It just bothered me, dog. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, man, uh, this little Ronnie Redemption story. So I started thinking about <laughs> somebody it. Somebody just tweeted, and somebody sent me a tweet saying that Ronnie's my favorite character on the show. And nigga, uh, blocked him. Whoever <laughs> tweeted that's you that, That's exactly him. what whispers, Ronnie is my favorite character on the show. Blocked him. Now, how can I be? I ain't even my favorite character on the show. It's my grandma. Uh, So the Ronnie Redemption story I started thinking about, dog, and I was like, do it really fucking matter now? Nigga replied, top five at least. On the show? On the, uh, fam, he not the top five homeless people. Ronnie is horrible, nigga. Um, his redemption story don't matter no more. And I thought about it after last week after they found Keisha. Kevin came in the room, said thank you. Because we can't care about a little boy that got killed because his whole fucking family is no longer on the show. Fam, that was my exact my nigga. Brent or Coogie's entire family is no longer here. They dead or gone. Then I thought about it even further. His grandma gone. Then I thought about it even further. The whole reason he went to kill Coogie, Tracy said, do something about this. Fuck Tracy at. Nigga, Tracy found her redemption. She over here with the fucking uh, support group. Well, remember when she was helping? Like, we gonna get... Yeah, she, and then she disappeared because they only wanted to do that one time. You wanna know why they did that? To present the little fucking pedophile nigga that was at the vigil and then send Ronnie on his way to chase him. We never seen Tracy or that group again. They never helped. But all that to say, nobody who... Why is Kevin redeeming for Ronnie? Because you saw me kill this nigga? So you giving me forgiveness makes me feel better? No, nigga. Ronnie is tormented as fuck. Kevin's forgiveness don't do nothing for that nigga? All this shit to say, this shit has just been really underwhelming and under what the first two seasons of the show made me think. But let's get into this episode, man. Um... One of the better episodes of the season, I'll this say is that. The best episode for me. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a bad argument at all. Um it was you want to know my my thoughts on First of all, what'd you rank? Uh I get it's a small four Cabrini's, nigga. Yeah. 4 out of 5, bro. Yeah. Um yeah. It was solid. And the reason I felt like it was solid because it was the first episode that was focused. Only I uh, only not giving it five Cabrini's. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. In the in the but like I thought the acting was good. Fam, Keisha, and we said it last week that all the scenes with Keisha, or two weeks ago, all the scenes with Keisha have been the best scenes this season by far. 
She tore this up, dog. I was very proud of her, bro. Uh, I didn't even I, shout I did, to Burgundy Baker. Uh, Papa was in his regular Papa bag this week. My nigga didn't act poorly at all. You know he was saying? funny. He was witty. The timing was there. I thought everybody acted a good. Um, yeah, Emmett mom was was on. Every, Jada was back and felt nigga. Emmett felt normal. Yeah, until he said to Keisha he cheated on his girl. I forgot he was a fuck nigga. And oh yeah, we took over Sonny. I ain't like the way they framed that. I oh, bought him out. I bought him out. And nigga, did you or did you get me kicked out? Come on, snitch, bitch. Um, no, this is a good episode. It was. Like, I like it was a very good episode. It was focused. And I was like, it also felt like a break. Because y'all have been giving us so many plots every week. To have a focused episode, we never left the apartment. Hmm. We was in the apartment all episode. It was all centered around Keisha being home and how that impacts the people around her. I thought it was. I thought they did a really. good This job. was a very good episode. I couldn't find out who wrote it because it didn't seem like this. No, no, no. It said, "Fuck." My girl pointed it out right when the credits started. Wrote. It was a different nigga, whole different person. This wasn't Lena. Keep him, please. Um. So let's talk about it. Uh, we don't got to go scene for scene, but Keisha's she back. She from the hospital. They brought her back home. She looked bad. Uh, she looked like somebody who's been kidnapped for two months would look. Man, she looked. And when I say look bad, like distraught dog she even been through some shit mentally she not gonna recover quickly from this she killed a nigga she beat, in addition to the trauma she beat a nigga to death with a crowbar fam that's not like you know what i'm saying like this that's is a not brutal. like your skull was probably fucking cracked open she beat a nigga to death with a crowbar and that will traumatize you if he hadn't kidnapped you for two months and kept you alone siloed in the basement my nigga this ain't easy shit to cope with so She's depressed, naturally. She's not in the mood. You saw her mom try to hug her when they went in her room. She flinched real yeah. quick. What we was talking about last week, like, that slow approach. She, Keisha was killing this shit this week. Yeah. Um, so they, the scissors, put yeah. something underneath the door. She locked herself in the room. So they, they came home, they walk in the room. She immediately beelined toward her room. When they go in there, Dre and Nina talking to her like, um, you know, uh, what Nina say? Everything it's just is like just you like left, left it. it. And then soon as she said that, she looked at a picture of her and her dad and put it over where it was at. Like, and then Dre was like, "Oh, it ain't just like you left left it." Dre, stop touching shit. Period. If you hadn't so went we, in there to pack the we room, just, we just went in there and cleaned up. So everything. No, no, no. Exactly Dre tried to fucking could. box you out, nigga. Literally. Um, how'd you feel? I hated Dre this episode. I've never not like. Really, I've never been a fan of Dre on the episode on the show anyway, and it's probably because of the fucking. Just like the shy will take a character away with no regard, they introduce motherfuckers out of nowhere. Like we know them, fam. So I also picked up on that with Dre, and I, it was more of it this episode. But you remember episode one when uh, Emmett's dad was like, "Yeah, I fucked her before she was gay." Yeah. Huh? But then I noticed throughout the season when I started thinking about it, Papa always referenced, "I ain't trying to get on Miss Dre bad side. I don't want to piss Dre off," and it's like. Huh? Like I get it. What they trying to do was like, yo, we gonna introduce them and just not address it. Act like it is because it'll be very intentional if we ex start explaining where this person is. So yeah. they gonna act like it is. Like it's one of those things you probably damn if you do, damn if you don't. But it, it's still noticeable. Well, where I feel like it stands out like a sore thumb is when they tried to, or stood out like a sore thumb, is when they tried to introduce the conflict. 
between her and Keisha and Keisha not liking her. Like, yeah, we that, don't, we it, never saw it. It felt weird, dog. And I was like, do she not like her because the mom got divorced from the other lady and she liked her? Do she not like her because she's trying to be the man and Keisha had a dad and her dad died? Like, what was the issue? But we never saw that explained. It was just kind of whatever. So anyway, they go in the room. Keisha say, I don't want no food. I don't want shit to eat. I don't want nothing. Dre talking about ordering a pizza. Nah, fam. I don't want no pizza, nigga. Hungry Howie's who? Nigga, get out. And then when they leave, like Jay said, she threw the chair under the doorknob, grabbed some scissors, and sat there with the scissors in her hand ready to stab a nigga. She's fucked up, bro. Yeah. Um, This shit is very tragic, dog. And I, I think that's the part when, like, these folks come up kidnapped and all that, and then they get found alive that nobody continues to think about we be always oh, such a blessing she found she ain't die yes that's a blessing but my nigga she's traumatized permanently all right let me find let me find this uh let me find this so i can explain it and i was like yo i feel this way 100 percent mm-hmm. um it's say like, i don't like when people go missing and then they find them and they just be like thank y'all we find him or her like where the fuck was they at? <laughs> yeah, no real life. Though. Like I be wanting to know. Like yo, one because nigga, I might be over there too. I would like to not be if I know where they at. But two, more importantly, who the fuck was they with? Who took them? What happened? Was it a kidnapping or did, was they like? Give me more information because I they, was I invested my emotions, fam. And that's the thing. Like yo, if if she had not gotten kidnapped and her mom just came home that Monday and said, "Where the fuck is Keisha?" She was with Nuck. But if her mom came home and, and uh Brandon or not Brandon, Kevin wouldn't say she with Nuck and her mama said, Oh my God, she missing and start posting on socials and going to crime in the D and all or crime in the shot. Nigga, now all of a sudden we think somebody missing who with their old gang boyfriend, nigga, but we wouldn't have known that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, dog, like fill me in when you find your people and they alive. Like let me know what the what the happenings was. Um let's talk about a minute. So Kevin, how you felt about Kevin this episode, bro? Um, I was frustrated with Kevin. Yeah, but I also understand. As of I don't know, he's probably what, 13, 14, 14, 14, 14 like freshman year of high school. I can understand his frustrations with everything. So I, I'm a, I'm gonna get into a little a little bag for a minute, man. Uh, same feelings, frustrated with him, but I get it. And the reason I got it, I I could relate a little bit. Not to the exact story, but someone in your household having a traumatic experience when you're 14 and going through puberty and you don't really know what the fuck is happening in your life. And then having to deal with, "Mm, I also don't really feel like I have anybody here for me because I'm not the focal point in my household right now. I was 14 when my pops got in this car accident, right? I was in 98. I was a month into high school. Nigga, I'm I don't know shit about high school. I was doing probably the worst I had done. Granted, I was a month in. We was only getting progress reports, but my academics was off. I wasn't folk. I'm around all these girls, all these cool niggas, all these this shit's just fun to me. Yeah. I don't really know what to do. And then a month in, my pops almost dies. He's in a coma for months. He's vegetative. He can't walk. He got a trach in his shit for months. And nigga, my whole life changed in a day. Over that was a Friday night. My entire life changed over the weekend. So as shit went on and my pops or my mom's focus, my mom damn near moved to Kentucky because he was driving through Kentucky during the accident. Okay. She damn near moved to Louisville, bro. She was out there for months standing in a fucking hospice and a hotel and all this shit. Dog, I felt unattended to. 
when nobody paying me no attention, I couldn't talk. Fam, I'm going through puberty. I got shit happening to my body that I can't discuss with nobody. Ain't nobody here. I'm liking girls now and doing all this shit. Ain't nobody here. I want to just fucking talk about my life and ain't nobody listening. So I kind of got it because it's like, yeah, Kev, was he being an ass? 100%. Nigga. But, but also, uh, Kev is going through a lot of things on his own, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, from his father dying. Before seeing a nigga get killed. What, what? So, uh, so from seeing somebody yeah. get killed, from shooting someone, yep. from his father dying, yep. to Brandon dying, yep. to his sister being missing. Yeah. And during the time that his sister was missing, he clearly was going through it, very aggressive, having fights. Yeah. He wasn't speaking to his mom about it. So I never communicated the issues that I was having. They don't mean that I'm not having issues. Yep. So he got a whole bunch of stuff that was not addressed and was kind of forced into therapy when you're young. People our age still have gripes about going to therapy. He was young as shit when he was having to go to therapy. He wasn't trying to go in there. He ain't know how to talk about that shit. So for him having all this trauma and dealing with all this stuff, yeah, and then to feel like he is now being restricted, yeah, and no one addressing his concerns, yeah, it's, that's frustrating. And he had an added pressure because he probably feels responsible for it because he didn't tell. Like a whole day going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. went by where yep. we could have been effectively looking for her, but I was still hiding that lie that because yeah. I'm lying for my sister. Yep. So now I'm mad at her and I don't, she not, she not being normal. I want yeah. things to go back to normal because as a kid, a sense of normalcy yeah. is very important. Yeah. And I don't got at that. At this normal. time in my life. And so we, we, cause I had that in mind too. Um, we talked about his pops dying. He didn't have a relationship with his pops. His pops was there when he was a baby. They got the pictures. But I guess when his mom realized she was gay and didn't want to be in that marriage no more, pops left. And maybe Kevin never understood why his pops left. Just thought his pops left. Keisha had the relationship with the dad. Kevin didn't. When, when the dad came into town, wanted to take them to dinner, Kevin lied his way out of it. I don't want to go. Nigga, I don't and then his pops died when Keisha went to the dinner. So now you're stuck with that. I had a chance. 12 years old 13 years old to maybe develop this relationship and then he died yeah. i don't know how to deal with that but then the only other man i had him on because you remember that's what brought him and brandon together yeah going over there from them haircuts and then the nigga just busts out crying like mid taper <laughs> and like i don't know how to feel fam that because i am really sad but i also don't understand why i'm sad like because i could have had a relationship with, and i felt like i ain't want one Till I couldn't have one. And now it's like, oh, shit, I need my dad. Yeah. And then when Brandon dies, which they, outside of episode one, they never fully fucking grabbed onto. And I get it. Y'all don't want to say Brandon every episode. But, nigga, that's an impact on your main character right now, he bro. He's the star of the show. And Them. Y'all glossed over him. And I'm like, y'all, you know, they had uh, Emmett mention, oh, I'm going I'm to I'm be... I know I can't replace Brandon, but I'm going to be in your life. I want to be there for you, da-da-da. We ain't seen them together since. Like, not for real, nigga. Yeah. Came in while he was beating off. Came in while he was beating off. Came in while he was smoking a vape. That's it. And it's just like, dog, this nigga really don't have nobody in his life who can maybe help him understand some of the shit he's dealing with right now. So it's kind of tough, man. I felt for him, dog. Like, I remember. He don't got a male figure at all. Period. Because he got two moms. Fam. Even the, though that. The, you two know, moms and a sister. Like, fam. 
I need some masculinity in this house. Other than my peers. And on the reason I say I need is because everybody is made up of two beings, mm-hmm. man and a woman, estrogen, you know, the mm-hmm. whole nine mm-hmm. yards. And like, you need that to be balanced. Yeah. Um, it would be, well. And my nigga's not balanced right now. No. And that, so I remembered watching this episode. I remembered. Um, so when my pops, after his accident, my pops didn't come home, not like permanently, but just to visit until about a year later. He had been in the hospital the whole time. They flew him back from Kentucky to Beaumont when he was able to be. Um, and then they put him in uh, this rehab facility in, in Ann Arbor. But when he finally got healthy enough that they could have him come visit on a weekend, he came home. This was about a year later. The very first weekend he came home, it was a Tyson fight that night. I didn't want to be there. Like my mom, he couldn't walk up the steps. So my mom basically turned the living room into their bedroom. I was like, this is just weird. I don't know what to do. Like, I ain't go, they got the toilet in here and all that shit. The little, you go empty it out toilet. So I'm like, yo, I ain't never going to be able to add company again. This is just weird. And I was like, I don't know. I'm 15 now. It's a lot to handle for it's a, a lot. Fam, I it's a lot to handle for an adult. My nigga, it's a lot to handle for I, a I tell niggas all, I have been physically helping to take care of my pop. If you ain't never wiped your pop's ass, it's a lot you can't really understand about me and why I am the way I am with a lot of shit. So that night, I went to my best friend's crib because I was just like, I don't want to be here. His pops ordering a fight. They having a fight party. I'm going to go over there. I don't want to be here this weekend. It's too heavy for my 15-year-old mind. Went over to my nigga crib, and I stole his neighbor's Escalade, silver Escalade. Stole it to go get some weed, pull up on some young chicks we knew, just to ride around. We ain't do shit. Ride, rode around, smoke weed in his truck. And it was his neighbor lived two doors down. I stole his wife's keys. She was at the fight party. Took her keys, took the truck, in and out. Everybody was gone. My man Pops was gone to Motor City. Motor City had just opened up. This is in 99. He was gone to Motor City, and my man Moms was asleep. So I'm like, yo, we ride around. We do our dirt. We come back. I can park the truck right back. Like, nothing ever happened except they don't got no gas. Nigga, we coming back. We didn't did all the dirt in the world. Nigga, we get back on their block. They lived in Lathrop Village. We get back on their block. We driving down the block going eastbound on a street. We saw his pops and the neighbor in the car driving westbound. They rolled right past us. I looked in the rearview mirror. All I saw was brake lights, my nigga. Mm. They stomped on the brakes, reversed in full speed and caught up with us before I even got to dog parking lot or oh, his I'm driveway. Flowing that bitch. Fam, I couldn't even get to the driveway before they pulled up on us, dog. We got out the fucking car. Try to run to my nigga crib like we ain't already caught, nigga. Try to run in his crib. They live two doors down. We get to his driveway, my best friend. I see my mom's truck. Fam, my mom's supposed to be home taking care of my damn near invalid pops who just came home for the first time in a year. She didn't have to call my aunt and my cousin to come over and watch my dad for two hours to come ask their neighbor not to press charges on me, dog. This is the first weekend in a year my pops been home. My mom stressed the fuck out. Look what I'm putting her through. But all that is rebellion, right? Shit, I want some of this fucking attention. My nigga, because I ain't had none in a year, because it was almost damn near year over year. It was like October to October. From October 98 to October 99, nothing was about me. But in my mind, nigga, I'm the one going through everything. Dog, I felt Kevin this episode. I hated to see it, but nigga, I literally watched this shit looking like, yo, I'm looking at me, dog. So he was wilding, he was cussing, and I ain't... I don't think I ever was that wild. Like, even though the nigga I stole a car, I committed a crime, but I never cussed at my mom, nigga. And I definitely was. You peep how he bumped her? 
He hit her with a little shoulder bump, dog. I was like, hey, yo. So anyway, Keisha is in a room. She was in a room three days before she came out. No bath, no food, no nothing, nigga. She finally came out, go to the bathroom, Kevin and that bitch. She like, Kev, come out. I thought they was going to have a little interaction, but that's when we first peeped. He kind of had an attitude. Like, as soon as she went in there, he came out. He was like, how the fuck? How long is this fucking shit going to be going on or some shit like that? It was like, like, ah. Like, I, I, we know uh, you back. Yeah, yeah. But you can't run the bathroom, nigga. Yeah, yeah, dog. Like, and the nigga was like, I just came in here. Like, I'm like, let me finish pissing. But she came out. But then did you peep? She didn't do shit. She went in the bathroom and sat on the toilet, turned the shower on. She fronting like she normal. She not. She not. Um, and she really want to, she on there and just want to listen to what people saying about her. Yeah. So she went in there and she heard them saying. Because she was doing that shit for yeah. a couple of times. She just, oh, just for listening. everybody. As soon as her door, any door she was in, when she closed it, I'm listening. She heard Dre and uh, her mom talking. So here's why I didn't like Dre this episode. Why are you in such a rush like, to do everything with Keisha? Where y'all going? What's your issue, dog? Like, Dre got to talk to me about her fucking issue, bro. She um tried to rush and pack Keisha's room. We saw that a week ago. She got control issues. And she wants to be in control. Mm-hmm. Um, follow what I do. Because now that I feel like I'm in the lead and I can control, even though it's a situation I don't have any control of, I feel better if I'm making the decisions. And all the decisions that she made are bad ones. Yeah. Every single decision that she's made has been a bad decision. Yeah. But she continues to do it. Yeah. She tried to have a conversation, um, which was cool. About like, yo, we gonna talk about you kicking me out and saying I was a piece of shit and throwing that dildo yeah. in my face. And then Nina was like, yeah, no, I'm cool on that. <laughs> Nina was like, yeah, no, I'm straight. And like, if if I'm if I'm uh, yeah, oh girl, like you better just not act like that shit happened and move yeah. the fuck on. And Nina, here's or I'm sorry, Dre, here's the thing, dog. Like one thing, and Nina hit her with another little smidge of that too, like these are my kids type shit and then she was like i'm sorry i mean that she apologized immediately how long are we gonna how long are they gonna be just your kids bitch it's forever because they just my kids crazy how they my kids (laughs) like crazy how i birthed both of them nigga we've been married for two months in three days my nigga my nigga (laughs) like what is you and that's I get when you get married that there are certain things that now you're like no. a part of, but there are certain things you can't overstep. I'm one of them. I'm one of them niggas where the paper don't matter to me. You're not a part of it until you're a part of it. Fem. I don't give a fuck what the paper say, what the ceremony say. The emotional connection is what makes you a part of it. Because if if before we got married, yeah. I was a part of the family, then I'm a part of the family. So here's my other thing, dog. I'm not going. Let the shy just pretend that the other stepmom didn't exist. She was around for two seasons. So I bring her up to say, yo, Nina, we actually loved our other stepmom. Maybe the reason we don't like you is because you not her and we ain't want her to leave. Just like we ain't want our dad to leave. So now that you're the second step parent, nigga, stay in your lane. Till we figure out how we even rock with you. Because we've been clear that we don't. But she kept bringing it up like, we need to just get her into therapy. My nigga, we just got her in the house. What you expect, dog? Like, nigga, when... Okay, I don't have any fucking, like, basis for this. But I think it's a valid question. If your child got abducted and then they were safely returned home, 
how soon are you trying to get them into therapy? Like, how soon realistically do you think it would be okay? And mind you, they're almost 18, was preparing for college. If there is any therapy that's going to happen, it's going to be in home. Mm. Mm. I'll, I'll bring someone in the yeah. room where y'all can have a own. It's not. I'm you're not. You don't. Not listen, taking you out into that world right don't, now. You don't got to go outside if you don't. I'm not forcing that outside. on you, dog. You 18 years old. Like you. You're an adult. God damn it. You can move out if you wanted to. I don't have any legal authority over you no more because she's 18. Yeah. I can't make you go into therapy yeah. if you don't want to. And I'm gonna allow you to do whatever you want to do. So I, I, I don't understand what time it is. Yeah. What month we're in and what strange grade that she's in that she's been accepted and about to go to college while the school season was still in. Yeah. And, and now then it's it winter. turned winter. Yeah. So the election is so, over. So maybe she was going into her. No, because if she was going into her senior year, they wouldn't be campaigning. Or are they campaigning for the fall? I don't she, fucking know. She was like, I'm, re- I'm, I'm getting ready to leave. Yeah. Like. Cause then it's like, all right, well, if there's about to be an election, that usually is around the beginning of school season, November. Yeah, but now you was, I mean, I guess maybe it could have realistically been like maybe this just her senior year, so maybe that's how she meant it. Like, it maybe that was the beginning, like the wedding and shit was the beginning of the senior year. That's the only thing that really makes sense, nigga. But will people be like, I'm about to, like, she was talking like I'm leaving. Like she was headed there before she got kidnapped. Like, but yeah. you're not. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely it a was minute a weird, away. You school or not school. And then it's like, yo, we was thinking this is like June, July. Yeah. 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 How did it start snowing? I know Chicago be cold, but damn. And then if it starts snowing, the election is over. Who won? It's been three days. Yeah. We caught yeah. you in the summertime been two months so in the summertime maybe it's not october gr- now granted there was a time frame there was a time shift i'm assuming like how much time shifted after those conversations and yeah when, how long was she in the hospital well i'm talking about like everybody everything that happened this week in the, in, in the apartment gotcha. when they left to go somewhere it was snow outside how long was that time frame so when from when uh ronnie left that was like the last person she talked to. Yeah. Was there then a time jump after Ronnie left for a couple weeks or whatever to get? Because Snow Dog. Yeah. That was stacked snow. It was whole snow. Like, how we get here? I I don't know where we're at in the year. Because um, that's important. Not because I, you know yeah. I love to be on my yeah, timeline yeah. shit, but like. But it helps us as viewers to put you stories got, together. Yeah. So two months ago, y'all can't have a summer wedding and it'd be snow outside. Yeah. It don't. It. it I don't. Even give, in the worst Chicago winter, that wouldn't be the case. Like y'all can't have no summer wedding. Like if that was, let's just say, let's say Labor Day, and two months later, we talking fucking November. It still wouldn't have been that amount of snow outside. Mm-mm. That's great, and not in uh twenty twenty global warming, nigga. You lucky to get fucking snow in February now. Um. One thing that uh, that Kevin said, or I'm sorry, that Keisha said, she was like, yo, I can't wait to, when she made the statement, I can't wait to go to fucking school and get out of here. Like, I'm definitely ready to go now. And then we find out she lost her scholarship. How much time has gone by? Yeah. Because who the fuck told you I was going? Yeah. Like, how did the school, whatever school she was going to go to, which in these two months, yeah, 
just say yo we not giving you your oh well we got to get out to another track star because she apparently not coming back to life damn nigga i don't i don't it was kind of weird it was kind of weird but then it also furthered my attitude with kevin from a couple weeks ago when he went off on Gemma about telling her mom fam the entire world including fucking pepperdine university knows your sister is missing my nigga you can't get mad that Gemma said some shit to her mom and it got out of your school. It's on the news, nigga. And then with Pepperdine, right, I'm 100% sure if the woman that they were going to give us a track scholarship to who came up missing because she was kidnapped is found alive, they, they will, will reinstate figure that scholarship that out. Yep. Like on some PR shit. My nigga. Come on, fam. That's public relations 101. Oh, nigga. Matter of fact, we're giving her a full ride. My nigga, this... Scholarship or track or not, we she just a, got a full ride to Pepperdine. We're nigga. giving you a full ride, and it's going to come with counseling too, because it nigga. makes my it makes me like come yo, on. Yo, so on that counseling bag, I just thought about it again with all the rush to yo. She, we need to take her to therapy. She fucked up. She ain't right in the head. Dre, you're a counselor. How? How are you trying to force this on her? A, B, why are you not in here every day trying to actually talk? This is your job. Dre, a guidance counselor at a high school. <laughs> she like, no, nah, you don't want to take math uh, 201. You need to go back to 150. That's the only how. That's the. And what the fuck? When do you go to school? When do you go to work? Damn, Dre ain't been at work one day. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like how they handled Dre was very, she was too aggressive this episode. But why though? Why is she this? Why, why? I don't get it. I don't get it. So then um, Kevin came out of his room. He said, yo, how long is she going to be like this? They said, Kev, it's going to be a while. She just got home. Like, nigga, give your sister a minute. Like, it's going to be a minute. Let her live. And that nigga was like, all right, well, while y'all letting her live, I'm finna go link with Jake and Papa. And his mama say, since when you start tell, telling me where you finna go? And that nigga said, fam, Keisha home. I've been in fucking stuck in the house he was like, since she came know, up missing. Like, I didn't bro. know this was a thing. Yeah. He like, she like, look, I just feel like with Keisha home, we all need to just stay close to the home right now. True that. I get it. But I okay. had that conversation a couple of days ago. So. My nigga, that's a combo we have before we pick her up from the hospital. Like, hey, yo, listen, um, when Keisha come home, yeah. um, if you want company or whatever, well, we we gonna have to play about ear because she may be in yeah. a situation where she don't want nobody. She don't want to be around, yeah. Or she may be in a situation where they want everybody around. So we gonna play about ear. Um, do I got your body? Like you, yeah. you, spit, you, I gotta, you. It's a way to smoothly do. You you involve your children in the conversation. So he was like, "I right, well, fuck, I can't go nowhere. Can my niggas come through?" His mom like, eh, I don't know. He like, fam, I just want to see my nigga. Again, I just want to be around somebody who gets and then Keisha, me. Hey, just because I'm just got home don't mean he got to be on lockdown. Yeah. And she like, all right, fine. Tell Jake and Papa to come through. Them niggas was at the door. Because now that I think about <laughs> it, he was going outside because they was at the door. To they, link. they was yeah. about to leave. So it was like, hey, y'all come in. Dog. But I like that. I, one, I like that his boys was there, nigga, off top. Cause and it's funny the actor who plays Papa he had uh, posted well, I think on his Twitter this was his favorite episode of the season and I got it because this only good episode yeah, hey good acting and shit. but um it it felt like yo this was the first episode in a while that we've gotten the three the boys was back nigga so they come in the crib they go straight to Kevin's room soon they wasn't even the door wasn't even closed that nigga Jake pulled the vape pen out like Kev here you go. 
That nigga said, whoo, I'm glad you brought this vape. I was like, all right, nigga. That's the weed, nigga. It's the weed, and I want y'all to acknowledge it as the weed. Papa said, yo, nigga, are you, this ain't my are you style. you that brave to smoke in your room, in Man, an apartment? I get that the vape pen is supposed to mask some of the smell and make it a little less. Well, low-key, somebody was in this bitch today with a pen and smoking, and I didn't smell a goddamn thing. So, And he was sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, now, I don't know if it was vape or yeah, was it like, I swear I don't, to God. So I don't I do none of them pens, so I don't know how... I don't know the differences between a lot of that shit because it's mad different pins and all that. But I'm not doing that with my mom outside in this little ass apartment at all, nigga. That's just never going to happen. But Blow out that window or something. something. Them niggas ain't even tried. They got right, nigga, three different directions on the bed and just start blowing, nigga. I do pause. like pause, pause, pause. <laughs> um, I did like this scene because they do feel like ninth graders, dog. Yep. This is what kids Fair. do, right or wrong. That nigga Jake He was smoking said, black and milds. Facts, eighth grade, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stomping the roaches out, nigga. Oh, shit. My mama coming. Stomp that out. Stomp that out. Dog, that nigga Jake said, you fuck Jimmy yet? I was like, oh, y'all niggas just got to it, nigga. No. Uh, he asking a lot of questions. That nigga, Kev said, nigga, hey, I don't talk about our shit. That nigga like, hey, I just heard rich girls was freaks. I just want to know. Uh, Jake got two episodes to do whatever he going to do with Jimmy, though. Otherwise, I need to know why they set up this much tension between that nigga and Gemma. Cause well, he, they was about to fuck. Pause. Nasty. Nasty. Uh, <laughs> uh, you made a tweet from the Olympic <laughs> toilet, dog. No, but it was real life. Like, yo. No. We no. don't need sex scenes no. from children. Fem, I, I said on Twitter, go follow us on Twitter, This Week in Culture, um, at This Week in Culture. Uh, I said on Twitter that I prefer my high school sex scenes from 30-year-olds, nigga. Like the wood and like American Pie. I know them niggas might not have been exactly 30, but the motherfuckers weren't exactly 14. Yeah. And that's what I don't want to see, dog. Like, I don't want to see kids unbuttoning shirts. Unbuttoning shirts. I don't want to hear a little girl, 14 years old, say, you have my consent. <laughs> hey, guess what? Little girl, you don't have mine as the viewer, nigga. I don't want to see you naked, bro. You a minor. You can't give consent. My nigga. You 14. You can't give consent. My nigga. And I'm 35. I don't want your consent to see this nasty shit. So, but again, it's shit like that. It was two things from last week that disturbed me. When I was that age, I was definitely. No, nigga, 14-year-old aunt was walling. So. 15-year-old aunt was walling. My nigga, in my rebellion, because again, I kind of, it's funny, watching this episode, I was like, Kevin might go in the direction that I think he might go, nigga. Kevin fuck around and become Duda and be the next James St. Patrick and 63rd Street leader who owns a nightclub or something. Like, you just... Yeah. But the reason I thought that, because I looked at this and I thought back to me, I said, nigga, when I was wilding out off the shit with my dad, I smoked and drank more between 14 and 15 than I do currently, nigga, as an adult. I don't drink as much as I used to when I was 15, Right now, nigga, and I legally can do that. I don't even smoke weed no more. I eat an edible all day, every day. I don't even really smoke no more, bro. Back then, I had blunts rolled. Nigga, it was pre-rolls all across the damn dining room table when my parents left. Couldn't wait to break them out. We finna smoke and freestyle to Memphis Bleak album, nigga. That was life. So now I'm looking at this nigga, Kevin, and I'm like, he finna start wilding. They smoking. Let, yo, going back to the trauma, mom. I almost lost my virginity last week. 
and I don't have nobody to talk to. <laughs> and I almost got killed by somebody's father. <laughs> Fam, and I don't have a person to talk to about this shit. Like, Kevin's mind, that's who y'all need to be talking about therapy to. Because right now, he's ready to be told. Keisha ain't ready to hear that yet. Kevin was ready to give his life for a sister. Put he his was, head on the gun and said, shoot me, nigga. So when he was frustrated and that came out later, yeah. like he when he he I, I need y'all to understand. I know it's looking like I'm the I'm a brat and I'm not loving my sister. Yeah. Nigga, I almost died trying to protect you, trying to find you. And I thought um there were so many different conversations. Uh so this the scene where Keisha was in the in the room, yeah, and she looked at her laptop. Um if you pause, I paused the television. Yep. Um, I had to look at it on my, not from my phone, but from. And the zoom in and all that shit. Uh, a 60 inch HDR uh, television. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, but like, I read the whole article. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and the it article, was not well written. In the article, basically, it was like, yo, the dude um, was a high school track yeah, coach. Yep. He didn't know. They didn't know if they knew each other, but by looking at the schedules, they were at some of the same track meets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had seen Keisha before. Yeah. Also, he knew who she was. The girl that came over was in the was in the paper saying, I told y'all to look at older men. Yeah. And, so and Dre invited her homegirl over. First of all, I thought this was sloppy considering y'all introduced us to a different homegirl earlier in the season mm -hmm. who they said was her best friend. And then this is the girl that y'all invited over. I it was the same person. It wasn't. Not. That first girl name was like fucking... I don't even Amber remember, like shit. Melina, some shit. And then this girl was fucking Tiffany or whatever the fuck her name was. It wasn't the same girl, though. So I thought that was sloppy because I'm like, that girl, even when Kevin went to ask her questions, attitude. was being kind of attitude. So that would have made sense to me if y'all brought her and she had said all them things in the paper. But they brought this other girl. We didn't know it was an issue at first. Dre invited her over again, overstepping your boundaries. Um, Why wouldn't you mention it to me? Fam, run After that by the me. Fact or something. Run that by me. Just let me know somebody finna knock the door. Because literally, she was the first guest. From that point, every time somebody knocked at their door, I was like, oh, shit, what Dre do now, nigga? Guess who's coming to dinner? So she come over. Um, Keisha said, you know what? No, it's cool. I'm I'm happy to see her. Told her girl come in her room. They went in there, closed the door, kicking it. Oh, girl, like. You all right? She like, you all right? She like, let me fix your hair. So then, like, no, you want me to you want me to hook, want me you, to hook up? you up? No. And she was like, girl, yes, you do. Yes, you do, <laughs> nigga. She was like, what you want? Some, I'll give you some cornrows. So they sit on the bed. She start fucking with Keisha hair. She wasn't really finna cornrows. She ain't have a comb. She ain't have a pick. She wasn't parting it, whatever. But then Lena gone Lena. She had to throw this in there real quick. Keisha was like, so girl, what's been up? Her friend was like, oh, I broke up with such and such. She was like, damn, what happened? He wanted to have threesomes, but then he got mad when I said I wanted it to be with another dude. And he was like, I ain't with that gay shit. Well, neither am I. And you want to see me going down on a girl? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do we get here? Oh, these is kids. Fam. And again, going back to my point, y'all could say whatever y'all want about me and Jay reviews. But nigga, The Shy is not a show about fucking over-sexualization. And right now, they've hyper-sexualized every character on this bitch. And I don't like it, nigga. I just saw two 14-year-olds almost fuck a week ago. I don't need the kidnapped victim to have her homegirl braiding Talking her hair sex. and telling her, sexually assaulted. fam, I just been sexually assaulted and oh. was getting beat. When did that happen? My nigga. Because when she took that robe off and we saw them bruises, I said, oh, damn. 
this was worse than we even thought. We we he, he act like he was giving her um a pass all the time. Yeah, no, nigga, he not. was punching her and beating her with some shit in her back and chest. So no, I don't need her homegirl over here talking about that. Caught me off guard. I wanted to have threesomes with dudes and let them run the the proverbial train rather than have a threesome with a girl, huh? I don't need that in the script, dog. But whatever, Lena, Lena, and then they skip past that. And Keisha goes, so what they saying about me? Her girl was like, what you mean? I mean, in the paper, you said, and then she went over to her printer and pulled them receipts. Nigga. When you battled such and such, you <laughs> said, <laughs> you said, hey, guess man. what room I'm in? Uh, and grandma got this. Good home cooking. Y'all don't get Y'all it. Don't Y'all don't shit. get it. Oh, that was great. That was fucking great. We're the We're the bell. Um, so then Keisha grabbed them printers. She had been printing off articles. <laughs> you know what's so funny? It's uh, like they really don't. No, they that. really won't get that. It's a select few people who's gonna get that. And I don't know if they listen to this pod. Yeah. But um, so Keisha had been printing off articles about her kidnapping and I guess discovery once, you be doing once she got found. Printing off the articles. Yeah. Nah, I might read them, but printing them off, you print them first. Off, feels who, a little od. Who's printing anything? Yo, uh, so my one hundred percent searching my name. My printer is so old. The speed that she was printing this shit off with actually triggered me a little bit, nigga. Because I was like, "Fam, it take longer than that to turn my printer on." Fam, I'm one hundred percent seeing what motherfuckers were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna read wanna, it and I go through the comments. The, I want to see all the think pieces. I want to see the tweets. Mm-hmm. Everything. I'm, 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 I may not respond, but I see everything. Okay. Well, so in this case, I would. Keisha checked her homegirl because she like, yo, you said that. I was fucking with the older cats and all that. So, again, they started. It was this scene, and it was also a scene where Kevin said, nigga, she was the one out here dressing like that. If I ain't have to lie for you because you going out here fucking with these, uh, with Nuck and all these, nigga. And it was like, why y'all nigga, keep we went trying to, to a trap house for you. And why? it was like. Looking for you and your boyfriend. Looking for you and your boyfriend, Nuck. And, and then it was like, who is Nuck? 63rd Street mob, nigga, gang, gang. And it was just like, whoa, 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 time out. Where did the scene go? But again, why they keep pushing that Keisha was dressing like a a this and dressing like a that and fucking with the old niggas and fucking with the gang niggas? And that's why she got kidnapped. Like, what are y'all trying to tell me, dog? Because what we just said at the top of the pot, a woman should be able to wear what she wants and not get assaulted. So y'all kind of telling me that wearing what she wanted is the reason she got assaulted. But me and you are the misogynists, though, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. I used a term earlier that my girl told me not to say on the pod, but I'm going to say it anyway. Cause, <laughs> no, because it made sense, and you'll get it. We don't even got to discuss it. But I said, um, I said uh, heterophobic because it's been some heterophobia. You kind of, you know, it's been some things, nigga, but my girl didn't like it. And I get it. Eminem used that word in the song. Yeah, I, I never heard it, but I, I wanted, it just felt appropriate when I said it. Back but I get Eminem it. was like fire. Back when he was rapping. Um, but no, but anyway, skip past all that shit. That was just some. He was like, I'm not homophobic. Maybe you're just heterophobic. <laughs> See, I ain't mean it like Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, something, something saying that I'm a bulging. You know, Eminem be. <laughs> See, I ain't mean it like Eminem, dog. But I, I really meant it from like a yo, like, eh, whatever. I ain't going to get into it. My girl told me don't do it. So she really be like, I don't want y'all to like have to deal with this when y'all pop off. Yeah. And I'll be yeah. like, I get it. I get it. Um, 
We're going to hire a good PR person. No, I'm just going to delete the episodes. <laughs> I'm going to delete all the F- shy episodes. Fine what, nigga? <laughs> I'm really deleting fine all, the, what, nigga? all the shy episodes. Here's the thing. We only reviewed season two. <laughs> nigga, now what? <laughs> um, but no, so then uh, when Kevin and Jake and Papa was over there, they in the room, they smoking, they chilling. I felt like... Did, oh, that's when uh, uh, Jada and Emmett came over. Knock on the door. Jada and Emmett come by. They were standing there with food. It was kind of awkward at first. We were just in the neighborhood. Yeah. You nigga, got two trays of food, nigga. With family <laughs> like, plan, pans of food? No, oh, no. Man. That's the post-funeral food. You wasn't just in the neighborhood. But they like, yo, we was over here. We wanted to drop y'all some food off. Can we come in? They come in. And Emmett wanted to see Keisha. And I didn't. Oh, her girl left, by the way. Like, that was over as soon as. She kicked her out. Yeah, she told her, get the fuck out. You've been talking shit about me in the paper. Bye. So Emmett's then like, she was like, Wingo, you was fucking the uh, like you don't tell me nothing. Like, no, I tell you everything. Yeah. But nigga, you ain't tell me you was fucking the uh, the track coach. She's like, well, I was trying to protect you, and and then Mama like, heard that sh- shit. Mama was yeah. outside, but so I, I was actually shocked. Nina didn't mention that. Like, I get why she wouldn't, but but yeah. not not even mention it to her, like to Dre or somebody. Like, damn, like maybe my baby what? But again, no, we you can't, can't say nothing. Yeah. Um, so when Emmett got over there, he like, yo, do y'all? Think it's okay if I see her, nigga? And I'm thinking, like, Emmett, don't go in there on your Emmett. Shit that you've been on this year. No, I was I was okay with that because they were friends. I didn't like it when they closed the door. That just didn't sit well with me. Because I was like, in real life, a boy, even if he her friend, he's her ex-boyfriend. They're not closing the door after she's been kidnapped for two months. Yeah, she did. Cl- they closed the door because she don't want to deal. With- she don't want to be around her mama and Dre. Facts. She let everybody else yeah. in the motherfucker. She don't want to be no, around Dre her and, family. and Nina got kicked the fuck out. Yeah. Um, but Emmett went in there and it pleasant. To my surprise, it was a pleasant visit. Uh, my nigga good went acting. in there. Good, he good was doing. Scenes. And again, he reminded me of the Emmett from season one and two. That was like the first episode of this season. Yeah. Yes. When he was trying to console Kevin. Um, about Brandon dying. When they had, a, remember they had a whole in the wedding when they were the, sitting out there, yeah. About college and he and was telling her get the fuck out of Chicago, all that shit. It definitely felt like that again. Emmett loves Keisha. He Thanks. just does. Like it ain't necessarily got to have a romantic arc. To I it. thought it was about to kiss for a minute. I was like, it, yeah, no. it got a little like, weird. I was yeah, like, yo, this not the. This I'm not glad, the yo. Route. Thank you, Lena, for not doing that because I really did sit there like, is oh wait, the- this is finna get weird because uh, they were a little close on the bed. But they just talked, man, and he was telling her about life. She said, look, I don't want to talk about my shit. What's going on with you? He told her about Sonny. He said, we buying him out. She like, oh, that's <laughs> what's up. She like, no, you like you're lying, nigga. Yeah, he was like, me and Tiff working our shit out. He was, she was like, mm, nigga, I dated you. I know when you lying. And that nigga was like, oh, shit. He was like, huh, I... I fucked Dom. She was like, who the fuck is Dom? Dom. And that nigga said, the girl who cooked for me. And she was like, do you love her? Now, this part I thought was a little off because they haven't developed it. When that nigga was like, he hesitated off to do you love her? I don't know. Because when she said it, I damn near thought, like, is she talking about Tiffany, nigga? Because he hesitated. And then he was like, I mean, I don't know. We just, we got this thing between us. She was like, nigga, ain't shit between y'all, nigga. And I was like, shit between, I'm about to say, ain't shit between y'all but a rubber. But no, that's not in between y'all. No, I'm telling you, I'm going to be pregnant. I know where we headed. If she don't end up pregnant, nigga. I told y'all where we had it. Yeah. High risk. High. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, the nigga, they just kicked it. And Keisha for a minute felt like normal Keisha. I liked that. It, I enjoyed it, dog. It felt good. While they was in there talking, Jada was out kicking it with the adults. And I, and I, I appreciated um, Emmett 
He's like, yo, man, I just wanted to check, set my eyes on you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I know you've been talking about this shit, whatever. So yeah. I'm about to dip. She's like, no, no, stay. No, stay. Nigga. I heard you, you know, you cared and you was really doing a lot. Yeah. And that's important to, you know. To know you to was know, loved while you was in there. To see your people doing stuff for you when you don't ask them to. Mm-hmm. The, when they want to do something on their own. That's shit, a, that's y'all here. And ain't nobody asked y'all to come over, nigga. You and your mom, nigga. You and your mama. Sorry, Miss Jackson. But Jada was out there kicking it with uh with Nina and Dre. And what happened? What happened when Emmett left? Is this where the whole shit with Kevin happened? They was there. Everybody came. So Oh, that's before they started eating, Emmett said, Can I go holler at Kev real quick? Yeah. And he went in there. Backed in, the nigga, eyes closed. He like, yo, nigga, I'm going to turn around, open my eyes in five seconds, nigga. Let me know if you're doing some inappropriate shit. And ultimately, I think what ended up happening is he had gave uh, Keisha some food and she heated it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and popping them Papa smelled said, it. said, yo, what's that smell? And yeah. then it started, the scene kept going on. And this was actually a feel-good scene for a minute. They went outside uh, to see what was going on in the kitchen. Papa smelled the food. Then he said, yo, y'all mind if I make a plate? No, Papa, make a plate. You nigga. goddamn food. We have two pans of food, Papa. You good? Heat up some food. They sitting at the dining room table and everybody laughing, enjoying life. It felt good. And then, so Papa had made mention earlier in the episode oh when they was in the oh room. Because he got Papa got high. He yeah, started smoking. Pop, he caught a contact. Yeah, he caught a contact from the uh, the vape. I weed. don't know. I think he might have smoked too. They didn't show it. Yeah, I got if the he did, it was off screen. Because you can't get no contact off no vape pen because he don't smell that shit. They was blowing that smoke heavy though, and them niggas was sitting like head to head in that little triangle on the bed. The way they was like, I don't know. But anyway, Papa was high, and when he was in there, he said, "Dog, I feel bad." He said, "Keisha's abductor left mad tips for me at uh, Perry's Pizza, nigga." Like. She gave me hella, he gave me hella tips. I don't want the money. And Kevin said, nigga, or Jake was like, yeah, that nigga gave me hella tips too. Kevin was like, he ain't give me no tips. <laughs> and they was like, like maybe he knew. Probably because he knew you was our little brother, nigga. Like, and then uh, so that was kind of that was the precursor to this moment. So they down, they sitting down eating. Some weird shit. Fam, they sitting down eating, it's going good. Everybody's in good spirits. And then the fucking record scratched. And that nigga Papa pulled. Cash out his pocket. This clearly ain't the tips from old boy only. He just pulled out money. This nigga said, yo, these are tips from your abductor. He said, Keisha, here. She said, what is that? He said, tips from your abductor. I don't want it. She said, well, nigga, I don't want this shit. And then it went And why the fuck it took y'all so long to find me? Valid fucking questions, dog. She like, I was around the corner. I was literally in the neighborhood. I was right here. Which also and, makes me wonder even more why she didn't run home. But and uh, in the article that I paused, they said they they were a mere blocks away, and none of the community act groups or the police was able to find her. Jesus. So if, when she read that, that probably that probably led to everything that happened. Yeah. The conversation with her girl who made some comments in the paper and yeah. that part, like nigga, I was around the fucking corner and nobody found me, dog. You know what, though? On some whole other shit, that's scary as fuck that that can really happen. 100%. A motherfucker can get kidnapped right by you, and you don't, you don't know, know your neighbors, nigga. dog. Fam, you don't know your neighbors, and you don't know where your people really be at, dog. Like, that's some creepy shit, man. It's, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I want kids, 
But that shit is scary to think about. It's scary like, as fuck. It's scary as shit. But anyway, she started asking the questions that needed to be asked. I was around the corner. Why it took y'all so long? Then it was like, all right, it's awkward. We was looking. Nigga, you said something that one fucking... She, Dre should have been like, oh, and we beat the fuck out of this white uh, yeah, child molester we thought nigga. It was a pedophile nigga. We thought we had and we you. we uncovered another It was body. another girl body. Like, we thought you was this dead girl, and it ended up being another girl, dog. Like, we tried. Like, nigga, I did some vigilante justice out here. Yeah. So then uh, it got kind of awkward, and that's when Kevin started wilding the fuck out. For real, for real. Because it turned into... Motherfucker, we looked for you. Almost got killed. We was in the trap house for you and da da da. And what the fuck is you doing in the trap house, nigga? Where your boyfriend Nut be at? And like, you know how many times I lied for you? He just started letting it all out. And it was like, Emmett had that face the whole time. Like, yo, ma, I think we need to slide, dog. This sound personal as fuck. Emmett said, "I'm about to get the fuck out of here," but Jada was like, "I'm gonna no, stick around." So then, let's talk a little bit about Jada, man. So Jada stuck around, wanted to go talk to Keisha. Keisha told her the reason I got involved in social work and nursing. One second, nigga, how do you even know this girl, Keisha? Yeah, Jada, you don't know Keisha. I well, mean, from from no, our no, 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 standpoint, no. no, she when she was going with Emmett, season one. Oh, duh. She was hiding under the bed. You remember all that duh, shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, yep, yep, duh. yep. But she she went in there and she told her, yo, she did what Dre should have been doing, by the way. Went in there and actually talked to her and talked, yo, the reason I got involved in social work and nursing for like these young girls and shit at the little clinic or hospital I work at is because I was sexually assaulted. By a family member. By a family member. So then I started thinking, Okay, I love this little backstory on Jada that we're getting. And it was a good acting. Too. It was great acting. Again, Jada was one of the better characters on the show before season three. And then it, it felt like they didn't know what to do with her anymore. But then one of the things they did with her kind of stood out like a sore thumb to me in this scene. Fam, there's no way that this Jada talking about her sexual assault would ever be with that Tomas nigga that she dating from the hospital. Because the first time he asked her out on a date was five minutes after he burst into the room that could have had a fucking naked girl in there. Like, yeah, I mean, that just feels unrealistic to I go mean, from that, that. But like, that could be a, a, a easy mistake. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I should have went in there and I should have. I should have knocked. But once I didn't. Hey, my bad. That was a mistake. She wasn't going on a date with him from that, though. He could have apologized from that. I mean, that's some but to, shit, though. to follow that up with. Yo, I I did apologize, and now I'm asking you out. Nick, he came off creepy as fuck to me from the rip. This made it feel creepier to me, nigga, because now I'm looking at it like, fam, look at the trauma she didn't have to deal with. This is why she worked where she worked. No, you're not going on a date. We ain't going to dinner. But And when did she start doing that type of work? I thought you took care of over. I thought she was just an in-home nurse. I ain't know, but apparently she shifted the nurse and the folks on young girls and shit. But, uh, so, but she talked to Keisha, and it kind of felt like, Keisha was calming down a little bit. Keisha was able... Everybody that came in there talked to Keisha and all these things. So, so Then Ronnie came through. Another knock at the door. Nigga, <laughs> Nina say, who is that now? <laughs> Nina was tired of this door, dog. Ronnie pulled up and... Well, do, do Ronnie got like a, a Twitter, Instagram? Like, how the fuck... How he, he know she I, home? I, he said Keisha asked me to come over here. 
How the fuck did what did Keith, What did you do? You text them? You don't got your cell phone. The cell phone been maybe destroyed. when they was in the hospital. At the same time, they went to each other room, off screen type shit to come over with. She could have said like, "Uh, nigga, they told me you was down the hallway." Did, or something. You, did she email you? Like, I, like, why don't you come by Sunday? I'm getting discharged or something. I don't fucking know, but it was random as fuck. The nigga said, "Keisha told me I should stop by." And they was like, all right, well, bring your drunk ass here, nigga. So he went in there. Y'all mind if I get something to eat, too? I'm hungry. And I'm homeless. And they was like, nigga, yeah. So he sat down at the table with Keisha and actually had one of the better conversations Ronnie's had with anybody on this show. He was keeping it a buck with her. Um, She said, yo, nigga, it's crazy. I was, like, preparing to go off to college, nigga, and now I'm stuck here forever. And that nigga like, yo, that's Chicago, nigga. It'll, it'll eat you alive. It'll grip you, nigga. You can't go nowhere. And I'm like, Ronnie, eh. Then she was he was she started going on about like yo she keeps seeing my man face yeah, yeah, yeah. was I wrong to kill him and then he was like yo man somebody gotta do what you gotta do man hey uh, but he gave her some game he said nigga don't drown your sorrow in no brown liquor nigga I'm telling you right now he was like listen I killed a kid and I yeah. see his face every single day and um, she was all thanking him and he was like no I gotta thank you I wasn't hundred I wasn't mad at Ronnie this episode no 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 I wasn't um, I I wasn't mad at him the only thing I did say. Mm. That's not quite the same. You killed a kid for nothing. Uh, yes. But I think what he's saying is like once you <laughs> you're you're haunted by it either way. Yeah, life, yeah, yeah. You're gonna see that that face is gonna yeah. haunt you. And I did it the wrong like Yeah. It ain't no right way to kill a motherfucker, but self defense, you can't do nothing about it, nigga. But and then, um Damn, um He says something else though. I was just glad he told her don't fucking drown your shit in no liquor, man. Yeah. And then uh Oh, he was like, um, while she was thanking him, he thanked her. And he's like, What you thank me for? Like, like, you know, Yeah, you, you saved me, nigga. You gave my life purpose. Yeah. Because, I mean, at this particular point, your grandma gone, you you, you fucked everything like nigga. Your Every life, person you've ever had in your life is gone. Yeah. Like you trying to quote unquote make amends for taking that life so you mm-hmm. saved your life. Or whatever. So like, okay, now your life got purpose because you actually did something with it. Yeah. Um. So maybe now you can go get a fucking job with your man's down the street and yeah, be okay. So I actually thought about that. Uh, since he didn't die last week, like I thought he might. Like you remember, I said I thought he would die for Keisha to get out. This nigga had a black eye, fam. You got pushed down one time, fam, and, and got kick, stomped in the stomach. You got kicked in the stomach. You got pushed down and, and kicked in the stomach. Face was tore the fuck up, but okay. Um, so I was like, all right, well, now that Ronnie didn't die, maybe he can link with his boys and go get a job and get his life together. Get him a little apartment or something and live, nigga. My nigga Ronnie ain't lived without being tormented. And I'm like, I also thought, okay, he went to church. He got baptized again, all that. Like, do, maybe Papa Dad can help him with a job. Like, Ronnie got to get his life together now because now you're not going to get any more retribution from anybody who you hurt everybody you hurt is dead or gone or over it nigga tracy's over it your grandma dead brandon dead coogie dead coogie mama gone there's nobody else for you to have sorrow for and kevin said nigga thank you you found my sister ronnie go live your life whether it's in chicago or whether you go to springfield where your homie's at which is up the block do something with yourself, dog, because I can't see two more episodes of Ronnie being fucking downtrodden. Well, we got to get... And you need next, to go fuck up, and old girl from the... Next two episodes, we got to find out what the fuck happened with Trig, his his girlfriend. We got to find... We got to somehow make uh, Lena have sex with, with 
Otis oh. Perry um, wife. Know, yeah, you um, know what we should do? We also got to somehow, because it seems like enough time has passed where the election has to be over. Because it's, it's wintertime. It has to be over or it has to happen. Because our elections was this month in August. Yeah. Um, like elect, local elections don't happen in November presidential. Yeah. yeah. It has is, to happen or it's over and we find out who won. So it got to be over. Real quick, um, because we can actually wrap it up, start getting into some other shit. Uh so after Ronnie's talk was the one that really like got Keisha in her bag. It calmed her, it settled her, but then she started thinking about all the shit. Oh, I was wearing all these scantily clad clothes and I was being a, and I hate I hate that angle because I hate what it's saying. Oh, I hated this scene too. When she burned the shit. In that plastic ass tub. Yeah. Um, and also hated the fact that she set all that on fire. And that was fake. Fire. In that plastic tub. And the curtain was in the back of the tub right next to the clothes. Because it was fake fire. Like I, that was added in After Effects. Adobe After Effects. I I, I know when I but I've added the fire. <laughs> don't have the curtain laying on top of like the last item of clothes. Fam, every the whole house burned out. Because like you because they superimposed yeah, 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 yeah. the fire. They probably used story yeah. blocks or some shit like that. But like I could tell. Yeah. I know. I don't know if y'all could tell, but I can tell. Cause yeah, it just wasn't a great like nigga. That plastic ass tub is yeah. melting. But she took all her nasty quote nasty clothes, her sexual sexually forward clothes, whatever those might be. She threw them in the tub. She set them on fire. Her mom saw the smoke, ran in the bathroom. She ain't even locked the door. Apparently, Nina ran in there and was like, "Keisha, girl, what you doing? Try to cut the water on." No. She was like, "No, I have to burn all my uh, freaky clothes." And then all of a sudden, she was cool with therapy. Well, her hair was after ready. a period. Uh, oh, I don't who know. So, her hair, by the way. So that's what I'm saying. So after this scene, I don't know how much time elapsed from that until she left the house and was yeah. snowing outside. Yeah. After this, it was the snow. Yeah. Now they didn't give me a three weeks, two weeks, two yeah. months yeah. thing. I don't know how much. Like I just want to know who braided her hair because her girl didn't get through one cornrow before she got kicked out, yeah, so and I then her hair just magically was braided. Because um, cl- clearly time went by. Yeah, so she was going to therapy. She's ready now. She's dressed up in baggy, super baggy clothes. Got a hat on. Trying to. It's funny in the preview for this episode, I didn't realize that was Keisha when they showed her on that little scene where she outside with the red coat on and shit. In the preview when they showed that, I didn't realize that was Keisha. I thought it was like a boy. I, can, I can see that, though. Yeah. Because if you've been mm-hmm. um, attacked. You don't want to come off attractive. And the person was telling you he did that because you were so, yeah. quote, unquote, you dressed like a whore and everything yeah. like that. You want to be the exact opposite. Polar opposite. Yep. And that's a portion of yeah. that you're going to have to speak about no, in therapy. That was good. Whoever included that, like part of it, like, yo, we're going to have her dressed Super down, baggy clothes, look like a boy, put her in this hat. After her no makeup. Just told yeah. Her that shit. Yeah. I, I like whoever included that. I like that because that could be an effect. And that's the conversation I was saying. Like, how do you balance that? Yeah. Because one doesn't mean you deserve the other, right? Yeah. But like, one definitely has an impact on the weirdos who would kidnap somebody. Facts. Facts. Um. So then they walk off. Was that the final scene when they yeah. walked off? All right, so what I want to do, let's pause this shit. Let's play the preview. I ain't see the preview. Well, they don't do the preview until after they come on. Well, it's on now. Well, the preview should be up now because the shot come on at 9. So it should be episode 9 trailer up. Yeah, here it go. Yeah. Here you go, both of them. Bet it up.
Um, so let me go ahead and uh, pause this, and we'll get yeah, into Yeah, we about preview. to punch. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the punch. Uh, We right back. We just watched the previews for next week's episode of The Shy. Shit. Um, So we got a couple things happening. First, it looks like Ronnie did exactly what we just talked about. Looked like he might be trying to move. Bye, nigga. Yeah. uh, He was walking with Tracy. Had an urn, probably his grandma urn. Um, They was walking. She said, nigga. He found a shirt to go with that that suit. With that suit he been wearing, nigga. And she said, yo, nigga, just because you got your life together don't mean you got to say bye or got to leave. That nigga say, hey, I'm, I don't have shit else here, bro. I'm homeless. And, <laughs> and Tracy, you don't want me. <laughs> so, because we tried that and you told me to get the fuck on even though I killed a nigga you, for you. You had me go kill that boy. And you know you had me go kill that boy. You you gave me that nigga fucking uh, whatever trophy or whatever and said, nigga, go fix it. You was like uh D, what what was the what was the auntie name on uh the wire? Oh, um, I think it was D. Yeah, she yeah. basically was like, "Yo, go handle go that, handle shit, that." Nigga. And that's what Tracy told you, that you nigga. You didn't Ronnie tell me explicitly, but you gave me the gun. You pointed that nigga out and said, "I'm gonna turn around and walk away. Do what you gotta do." That's she told Ronnie to do. That's the reason Ronnie is here, is because you sent me to go kill that little boy, and now you fucking all. Community activist person. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to talk you, about the little nigga that, you had killed. But we ain't gonna get into that. Um, but glad to see Tracy back. I do it's certain characters on this show that I just like and I feel like they seen I like a couple characters too. It, facts. Now we probably like them differently, but I get you. Um I don't like nobody but my girl, nigga. Throw that out there, nigga. I don't see I don't know no fucking Kiana, man. Um, but no, then we saw probably the biggest part of that preview. Emin and Dom are getting the restaurant together. So apparently they cleaning up Sonny's. They getting it prepped for opening. Off top, they don't have a name. Now, Jay, I know you and I are similar in this. We've had a lot of businesses. Have you ever gotten a business and not had a name? Or like had somebody give you a space for a business that had no name? So (laughs) because I work in a financial institution. Yeah. And we're dealing with a lot of the SBA loans mm-hmm. and deposits coming into different accounts. We got to prove that you got to have a business. Yep. So that means you got to bring in like your EIN number. Yep. And like you got to be registered like with the state. Yep. And in order to do that, like you need the name of Fem, a business. The name, honestly, is generally the first thing that happens, nigga. Like you can have an idea, but you can't really start making moves without the name. So off top, them arguing about or discussing what the name was going to be just felt mad weird. But whatever. They like, because Dom, little basic ass, like, we going to call it Emmett and Dom's. That nigga Emmett said, no, nah, that won't be it. He was like, we can't name it that. We name it after ourselves. That's bad luck. Look what happened to Sonny, nigga. No, what happened to Sonny, y'all put him out of business. That's what happened to Sonny's. But then while they're cleaning up, Tiffany and Jada are also there to help. So his girl is there along with his mama and along with the mistress who he fucked. So, again, we don't know the time lapse, but do you think they fucked more since that one night? Nah. I think it was just that one nighter. So we don't know the time lapse and we can't guarantee that. But I, it, the energy in this scene felt like it was probably just that one time. Um, Not to get at no fucking... Uh, 
pass or nothing, but it feels like they didn't like continue on having an affair. I don't know that, but it feels like they didn't. However, there's still some tension in this bitch. So when they talking about having a name and all that, the nigga Emmett say, man, dog, we'll figure out a name. I just need to be inspired. Hmm. Dom say, let me know if you need some inspiration. After he got caught looking at her ass. So Tiffany already saw him looking at Dom ass daydreaming. Fucking spaced out looking at the booty. Now she just heard Dom say, let me know if you need some inspiration with that little Dom voice. Emmett, you caught, bro. You caught. This is not going good moving forward. I just want you to know. Uh, Tiffany's so fine in real life. No, no, no. Um, Shout out to Hannah. I can't think of her last name right now. Uh, yeah, no, because we're going to put some respect on her name. That's a beautiful young lady, man. Um. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go to my. Uh, oh, to the, uh, to the pod joint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's super fine. I remember last week I was like, "Yo, she killing Lala," and yeah. we was like, "Yo, the character." But now, uh, Hannah Hall. That's it. I just found her. Salute to Hannah Hall, man. She is uh really attractive, and I just like her character. So, uh, one thing I always liked about Tiffany was that she's from Hannah Hall is from Chicago. She feels authentically from Chicago. It Hannah Hall and then uh Barton Fitzpatrick who played Reggie. Mm-hmm. Niggas who are from the shot and I know uh little Mike Epps, Michael Epps who plays Jake. That shit is going to be forever. Yeah, no, nah, that's funny as hell. Um the actor who plays Papa, I can't think of his name, but all of them are from Chicago. And it might be a couple other people in here who are from the shot who I just don't know about. But Tiffany, Reggie, and Jake and Papa, they just all feel Chicago because they giving it that authenticity that the show, like, honestly, this season that it really lacked. Like, I Reggie not being on here, like, I feel that, nigga, because it feel like, damn, ain't nobody on here from the shy, barely. So Tiffany's character stands out when she talks and when she's on screen. Um, What you think about that preview, though, man? Because, uh, I mean, oh, and... The other thing we ain't see real quick, um, or that we saw, Trig in the car talking to Jake, and yeah. he says, you, you ain't got to do this if you don't want to. And then the next scene, we see Jake going up in a safe at Duda and, uh, yeah, he in the closet of Duda and uh, Candy, Rosalind. Candy finds him. So he probably yeah. about to steal some money from him, whatever, and, you know. All right, so we ain't seen Jasmine, Trig's girl, in like four episodes. We've seen Trig in that time. Where do she be? Like, did she go back to Kankakee? She couldn't hear. Is she? Did she open a shop? She said, yo, I got to leave because I'm going to go back to Kankakee because you're definitely not getting Jake with me here. I got I killed my dad. I can't be here. She, even though what she said never made sense when At she all. was like, he was like, so you got in trouble for that? No, but I got a record. Huh? So, huh? So, <laughs> wait, huh? Explain to me what your record is. Hold on, no, let me know. Like, <laughs> no, tell me a little bit more. <laughs> like, what did Leah say? Up some more. <laughs> up a little bit more. <laughs> oh shit! I'm like Jasmine. Uh, up some more, nigga. Help Yo, me out. He speakers up in my headphones. Dog. Um. So we ain't seen Jasmine in a while. I think it would make a lot of sense if she came back just to like say something because. Nigga, we your introduction on this show was a big deal. Like that was big for Lena introducing the first trans character on the show. But like in general, you're the girlfriend of the nigga trying to get custody of Jake, 
and he apparently got Jake stealing money out dude I safe. Like, Jasmine, where are you to tell anybody these is bad ideas, nigga? Like, please help me understand, please. You were the most level-headed one in that fucking crib, nigga. Help me out. Um, two episodes left, man. Anything you hoping to see? Oh, there was a conversation between uh Keisha and um Kevin, and she said, I can't believe you said you wish I never came back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, they don't look like they were screaming at each other. Yeah, so but it looked, you know, I, I, I can uh, I can imagine that's going to be good dialogue. Yeah. And uh, shit, right now we're talking about the two best actors on the show. Yeah. And most consistent. Um, and and it, it didn't look like it was snow outside. either. No, nah, the sun was shining bright. The, but Jay, I mean, uh, did, did did Ronnie have on a coat with him? And, oh. No, no, he did. He did. It looked cold in that scene when they was walking by the water. That definitely looked wintry. Um. So, I don't know. If I'm hoping for anything on the show to happen, man, I want Ronnie, whether Ronnie moves or whether Ronnie gets randomly killed, I just want his character gone. And it's not, because you know what? This episode, I appreciated Ronnie. But it's been long standing since season one ended. Ronnie just don't have a purpose, man. If it was somebody who was born and bred in Chicago. Yeah. And wants to write a story so you can get a feel of the city and what's going on in the city, mm-hmm. I'm 100% sure this should not be about Ronnie. Yeah. It should be about young kids, um, they outlets in the city, um, businesses, yeah. transgender, the whole nine. Like, it should not be about fucking Ronnie and his grandma in the burlesque club or something. Yeah. Shit. Like, I get it. His story arc then came and gone. Yeah. Go ahead and wrap this shit on up. And I don't know that they're ever getting picked up for another season. I think they did get picked up for season four. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it'll um, be back at least one more season. Um, Hopefully that one more season will be a little more better directed. And what I mean by that is the actual direction of the show and the characters. Because this season I felt like y'all kind of – fam, this season of The Shy, I get it. Y'all had to call it Audible. Whatever the plan was for the shy, y'all called an audible for. So I understand why it may not have always felt like the shy we were used to. But this was just not the greatest fucking. Yo, time out. I got to get out of group chat stuff. Why they say Nelson from Boomerang directed the WAP video. <laughs> and then I should say dot, dot, dot. Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> dog not nasty nelson dog i'm fucking crying bro i don't know i can't find nothing about this i swear i saw that maybe somebody tweeted it i don't fucking know nigga. i could be lying or the person who posted it might have been lying nigga i don't know but i thought i saw that shit maybe they don't get picked back up i don't know i also don't know what the ratings have been um if i go down the tweets when i when i do the shy hashtag every week it's a lot more people who really love this season than you might think. Yeah. I'm going to just say that. Uh, and I'm not, yo, nigga, all this shit is subjective, man. Everybody likes what they like. As a dude who has been, like, deeply down with this show since the first episode, my expectations of season three, even knowing that they had to call it Audible, they was just higher, man. I wanted a better quality of show. I don't think that the story had to go this far left, bro. Uh, season three um, of the show. The shy averages is a 0.13 rating um, in the 18 to 49 demographic and um, 399,000 viewers. 
So I don't know if that's good or bad on cable. Cable is different. Man. Compared to season two, that's up by one percent in the demo mm. and in e- and even in viewership. Find out how it stacks up against other Showtime shows. Okay, so, they so it's doing better. One percent. It's doing better, and that's the thing, man. I not that uh, Lena would necessarily do this for viewers, but her inclusion of LGBTQ characters and arcs, mm. I think that does bring in a different audience you may not have had. For the show. So another one says, well, Showtime's canceled or renew the shy. Despite a big drop in ratings, the series remain one of the channel's highest rated series in the season two. The ratings have been rising in three years. So out of the, 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 how are you going to start off despite it drop and then say it's raising? All right, I'm done. Yeah, with this nah, I, don't, I don't know what all that Nielsen shit means, but whether it's back or not, man, I think that the last two episodes, if they stay in the tone of this one, the season could end on a high note. I'm going to just say that. Whether it comes back for season four or not, if the last two episodes, I know they won't be all centered around Keisha returning. We got other plots and stories, but if they feel like this one felt, this one felt like the shy to me. It's going to be a, it's a final boss fight scene between Trig, Trig and, and uh, Duda. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really think, this is the only thing I think will happen, and then we can wrap this shit, man. I think Duda will be killed by either Trig or Jake. Or Candy. Potentially. What if potentially what if, what if Candy strikes some kind of deal with Jake to take over uh um the sixty third the pizza or pop. the pizza oh <laughs> you know what I'm saying well take Ooh, over his let's spot. get money Jake you know what I'm saying and Jake already sixty third nigga he could flip it once he get in like yo so what if what if she develop a deal like yo yeah. we can we gonna get him out I killed this nigga I think he killed your brother he killed he Flipped let your him. brother get killed. How about I kill him, get him out the paint, and then you free to go. And nigga, you're also a part owner of this shit. Like, let me make sure you and Trig never have to rob us again and go in our safe. And y'all be safe. Because y'all can get away from here and still have money. I'll make sure of it. Hey, man, do you think uh, Otis Perry wins the mayoral shit? With Lena writing? Who the fuck knows? So here's my thought. I actually think my, 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 in my head, I think Otis wins. Like they're gonna have like a election party or whatever, because the election ain't happening. But he's gonna die. I think he's good. gonna win and then die. Yeah. I think he will win and get killed. And then on oh, some James St. Patrick shit, one hundred percent. Because you know they've been because they've stolen from power fifty times already. So we're gonna see, man. But salute to uh, probably the best episode of the season by far. Definitely the highest Cabrini rating by far, man. Four out of five Cabrinis. I enjoyed the episode, man. Y'all let us know what y'all think about the episode. Let us know what y'all think about the podcast. Um, I'm Ann Wood. That's Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 112. Follow us on the socials. Hit us on thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com with your uh, Blackberry letters. Peace.